0: Boom. Gunshot. 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 Bow, 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 This is the weekly
1: drive-by, everybody! <laughs> the avant-garde edition of the drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow!
0: You can see we jumped the gun on that.
1: <laughs> fucking boo this man. Oh wait, shit. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You can keep going, but hold on.
1: I was sipping uh I was sipping a very very bad drink. Oh no. I uh I got some got some rum to to swap up what I had at my place. And uh Yeah, it's it's not very good rum. I don't you know what fucking yeah, you find that shit, I'm gonna find out what Boy, here we go, folks. We got a rum review,
0: the rare rum review, rum review, rum. I'm trying to like say that like five times fast. It's hard. Rum review, rum review, rum. All right. Uh, maybe I'm just dumb. All
2: right, all right, all right,
1: all right. Uh, medium known fact about me: uh, I I almost only value rum that is made in the Caribbean uh, because I I fuck with that. Uh, this shit is pretty bad. This is the Appleton Estate. Uh, oh, Jamaica. You, you weren't rum. ready
0: for the Jamaican rum, bro. You weren't ready for it. <laughs> Why was I not ready? Explain, that shit's funky, bro. That shit's funky.
1: It is funky. I don't <laughs> like it. It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> this is not normal. I'm, I'm like more of a Dominican. Uh, Dominican number one. I'm trying to think, like, what other ones I've had. I think I've had Cuban. You've definitely, yeah. Or maybe not Cuban. Probably Puerto I've Rican. Had, um, Bahamas and Puerto. I've definitely had Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and uh, I think Barbados. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've I've had a few, but this Jamaica stuff. It's a uh, it it. I it, it's marketed as not as good, like price wise, and I'm just like. It, it, the taste, the taste kind of lines up. Am I? Should I trick myself? What am I supposed to be looking for? How do I trick myself that I like this? So,
0: <laughs> I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's you know, that's just life. But Jamaican rum is definitely very distinct from like every other rum out there because of how they make it. Um, I was I, I was just reading about this a while ago because I didn't try my first Jamaican rum until like last year maybe because uh, it was on sale at the. It was like a $40 bottle that was not selling fast enough. Go figure. So it was on sale for like hmm. $25, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, good deal, good deal. And yeah, you know, you, you take that first sip, and you're like, this is like rotten bananas and like uh, fucking seaweed <laughs> and like, just yeah. a lot of things that I was not expecting in a rum. Um, but I do think, and this is, I don't know if I've given this speech on the show yet, but I, I've given it to a couple people in person um as far as like liquor and cocktails go really at this point um i'm not really looking for stuff that tastes good anymore it's kind of the same same way i am with music really where something just being like good i'm like okay like that's fine whatever I, 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 sure uh i'm looking for things that are interesting and jamaican rums definitely yeah. interesting so I kind of just kept sipping on it, and after a while, uh, you do get used to it. I I got a bottle of that Appleton Estate a while ago, um, and I did like it. Uh, I would suggest you make what's called a Jungle Bird with that.
1: And a Jungle Bird is rum, and I don't even know. I'm not going to guess. So
0: it's dark rum. Usually you'll see people talking about, uh, or sometimes you'll see people mention black rum. I don't think that's actually a a real thing um I actually love Jamaican rum in this uh especially you, you get like the Appleton you got it's a dark one right yeah 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 so that's a good one uh you got you got to put some Campari in there which is another one of those things that I don't I don't know how familiar you are with it but if you don't like it you're you like people who don't like it hate it uh but a lot of people love it uh it's that, you got some pineapple juice in there, you got some lime juice, and you got some simple syrup. That's a classic.
1: Can you tell me, can you enlighten me, this is a this is a very purposely bad taste question, but you need to answer this in one sentence. Bitch, there's Aperol, bitch, there's Campari, bitch, there's other shit. Like, bro, it's all the red bottle, bro. Is this not all the same? <laughs> tell me it's all the same. It's not. It's really not.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Aperol and Campari actually are owned by the same company now. Um, See, this
1: shit's all the same. Dude, no. Uh,
0: So they're both what you would call Amari, uh, which is a plural of Amaro. So they're uh, Italian bitter liqueurs. And, you know, not all of them are are red, but those two do look very similar. Um, Aperol is still a little bitter, but it's a lot sweeter than Campari.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've I've had apérol, but I've not had Campari, so I uh, will will know that because I, I there are some drinks I want to try that have Campari as a pretty big ingredient, so that'll that'll be in the that'll be the next purchase. So it's it's one of those uh, things that
0: like yeah. your first sip, you're not gonna like it. it's um, kind of like the first time I like I, I've definitely said this before. The first time I had a Negroni, which is just Campari gin and and sweet vermouth. Uh, I fucking hated it. And I was like, this is disgusting. I don't know why people drink this. This is like a very trendy adult drink. Like these people, it's it's fucking terrible. And then next week I wanted another one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's kind of, it, yeah, it does work gonna mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that with just gin. Yeah, I was going to say that just gin. Like after I had that Hendrix, I'm like, this is not bad. Yeah, I actually was drinking, like I was pouring way too heavy oh. because the, the taste uh, doesn't hit. Well, it doesn't hit as hard as other liquors, like, but then, you know, I had a, a pretty deep gin, gin and tonic, or or other gin drinks, and I'm just like, damn, this that's pretty heavy. Yeah. I am making espresso martinis in the near future, but I am changing the formula. They are going to be uh, espresso or, or or vanilla vodka with uh, with Kahlua or some similar ingredient, and something else. What but, is it? I don't normally? know. My mom explained it. F- fuck, I don't know. But that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> like i give a shit uh you know probably a little thing of espresso normally or or something similar or like a very bitter coffee uh but yeah this, i'm 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 going to do something like that apparently there are espresso flavored liquors like actual like vodkas and stuff so that's that's going to have to be a run to nevada cuz cuz utah doesn't fuck with any of that i i guarantee you i could not find it here
0: yeah it's definitely that's a that's a pretty trendy drink right now um What is this? It's two ounces. Okay, I found on liquor.com, which usually has, like, decent enough recipes. Um, Two ounces vodka, half-ounce coffee liqueur, usually Kahlua, one ounce espresso, freshly brewed or cold brew concentrate, and a quarter ounce of simple syrup, and if you want to garnish with some coffee beans, you can do that. Um, That's not, I mean, that's like, it's like, you know, if you like a white Russian, you'd probably like that, yeah. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I've not had a white Russian in quite a while, but, um, fucking, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say that, uh, I'm feeling kind of, I'm feeling kind of fucking, feeling kind of fucking ready tonight, uh, because this is, this is actually the fuck you sub edition of the (laughs) weekly drive-by. Um, I am just feeling it. I've, I've been pretty energetic, uh, yesterday and and Monday. I was like, man, I don't really care. Like what, what even is life? You know, we're just we're just existing here. And today, I'm like, I don't know what it is. I had the sudden burst of like positive energy, and then uh, someone actually tried to mess it up. And now I'm trying to think like, you know, this is the fuck you edition. Someone <laughs> is trying to make this the fuck you edition. Uh, and speaking of speaking of this being the fuck you sub edition, uh, we got some anti shout outs tonight. Okay, yeah. I got I got one big time fucking anti shout out. I am proposing this person to become an enemy of the show Ooh. because I am sick of his fucking bullshit. This is a man. He is, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess he's like 55 to 60 years old. I don't actually care enough to look it up. Ladies and gentlemen, fucking Snoop Dogg, enemy of the goddamn <laughs> show. Fuck, hate this guy. I'm so sick of him. This fucking. Fake ass marketing scandal. Yep. You called it. It was you fucking, fucking obvious, called yeah. it. Oh my god, I'm giving up the smoke. <laughs> and you know what? I don't know. I like. I like. Thirty percent believed it. Like I'm like, eh, shit. I mean, how else are you gonna make an announcement this big? Like your whole personality is. And the... nope, it's a fucking ad. Fucking Snoop Dogg. You. Fucking coward. I'm even going to say it. The ad, it's not even for a product that is good. It is for a shit product that Californians are required to buy because smoke causes cancer and you are banned. Banned from owning a a fire pit or a normal grill. If you want to have a a bonfire, you want to go camping in California, bitch, you're buying a... You have to buy a smokeless uh whatever, like and shit. So really? Yep. Snoop Uh no I'm just making <laughs> shit up. I don't know for real, but like I know that they I have to it. like their lawnmowers. Their lawnmowers actually cannot be uh like lawnmowers and leaf blowers and I'm trying to think of like what else but like I actually believe that you cannot still operate engine powered ones of those and that they have to be electronic. Uh because I've I've seen big time I've just seen that, that was a thing. That you have to buy those electronic ones that are battery powered, which honestly are fine at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, at least for like leaf blowers. I don't know lawn mowers. I don't fucking mow. I have actually mowed a lawn with an electric, a corded, a corded lawnmower, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> fucking brilliant idea. Um, that one sucked, but the, I bet the, the the non-corded one is probably fine. But but fucking anyway, Snoop Dogg, fuck you, fuck, just fuck you for this. And uh, I, I'm trying to give you credit because you called this shit. This is a fucking joke.
0: I don't remember calling it, but
1: I'll take credit for it. That was probably yeah. You were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were a little drunk. We we're like talking about Snoop Dogg, and you're just like, nah, that's fake. That's fake. Nah, I remember it, plain as day. So was it on the so show or was it elsewhere? It was elsewhere. Okay, it was fuck. offline. <laughs> All right. I don't know. We were just talking about the Snoop Dogg thing, and I remember there was a there was a certain woman of a, a marijuana enthusiast woman yeah. <laughs> that was like, "No, Snoop Dogg's giving up the smoke," and you were like, "Nah, that shit's fake." Okay, it's uh, yeah, it's coming back to my it. memory. <laughs> um. So yeah, that is uh, that is anti shout out, fucking Snoop Dogg. I, I I'm not a fan. Not a fan.
0: Okay, um, and I'm transitioning. You well, fucking got, you have an
1: anti shout out or I got a number. Two, I got
0: two. quick anti shout uh, This this first one, this first one uh, is is to uh, a bar opened up recently in Birmingham, and I'm gonna name and shame here. It's called Denim on Seventh, which I thought was a shitty name, but whatever. You know, I don't like to judge books by their covers. I like to judge books by their first pages. So I mm-hmm. decided one day after work because it's literally like two blocks from where I work. I was like okay uh, I'm gonna go in I'm gonna check it out you know I didn't I didn't look at like the menu or anything beforehand uh, I just decided to to go for it and you know I get in there and it's it's like kind of busy actually so that's that's a good sign um, I kind of like thought about uh, I was gonna like take a seat at the bar and just like get something to sip on and be there for a little while but you know it was busy and there's a there was, uh, it was like you know, like party music going on. I think there might have even been some kind of event happening that day. Uh, so normally if I end up in a situation like that, I say, okay, well, I'm not going to be here for a long time. Cause that sounds depressing, but I did walk in the door. So let's get a shot and head out. Uh, I was looking at what they had and, you know, I figured, okay, if I'm just getting a shot, I'll get something like a little bit nicer, you know, not super great, but you know, just something that I don't have at home and that I don't want to buy a full bottle of. So I uh, I got uh Knob Creek rye. It's a, it's a good rye. And I expected, okay, you know, like this is a little bit of a nicer whiskey, like kind of a, a mid-shelfer, I guess. So maybe I'll be out like 10 to 12 bucks on this, like, you know, fine. Uh, I can, I can do that since I was going to get a drink here anyway. Uh, I get my shot. And you want to guess how that, how much it was,
1: how much for a shot? And what was the shot of Of
0: Knob Creek rye whiskey?
1: Um, a shot of it. I don't know, like $8.
0: That shit was 18
1: bucks. $6. 18 bucks. 18
0: fucking bucks, dude. I had to like, I, I read that receipt like three times. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, so uh that that's a big anti shout out cuz that's that's fucking airport prices and I know that because I've bought shots of knob creek rye right at the airport Jesus Christ. <laughs> like you're charging me <laughs> as much as the airport fucking charges me you're fucking rip off you're fucking shitty company I hate your fucking guts and I got to give you the anti shout out My next one
1: That's just when I zero tip and fucking like give them a, if I wasn't like, a pussy are I would have done you fucking serious <laughs> oh. I would be like really I would ask him like is was this right Like, cause maybe it wasn't like, this was one shot. This is $18. Like I would be like, are you sure that this is right? And if they say yes, I'd just be like, all right, man.
0: Yeah. I I I would just, I I was just kind of in a mood to just kind of like get out of there at that point. I was like, this is like shit. Like, fuck it. So that was a, that was at some point last week. Um, my second anti shout out is a little bit less dramatic, but this is what I was telling you about yesterday. Uh, I had a very stressful day at work and well, not very stressful, but just like more more stressful than usual, which is usually not very stressful at all. Uh, so I decided to go to a local bar, a local shit bar, not really. I mean, it's kind of a dive, but it's not really a dive. And, uh, I ended up having only like three or four drinks, but I was pretty tired that day and it was like in an hour. So I was a little, I was feeling it a little bit afterwards. Um, so, by the way, that only cost me twenty three dollars. I got three shots of whiskey and a Miller Light, and it came out to twenty three, or less than that actually. It was it was like eighteen, um, and I I tipped well because the bartender was like kind of nice. Uh, I guess that's a, yeah, that's a good tip for a bar, whatever. Um, so that was that was fun, and I left, and I was like, damn, you know what? I could kind of use some food right now. Like, I should probably have this before I head home. So I stop at the local Purple Onion, which is a small chain. I don't know how far reaching they are. Uh, but, i
1: have never heard of them in my life yeah
0: so it's it's probably like a local chain kind of thing there's there's at least three or four in the birmingham area uh so i go there and i just get some fries man i'm like i don't i don't want like a lot of food i just need something that's like kind of greasy and uh tastes good and will give me some sustenance so that i don't like die tonight uh you want to know how much that one order of fries were was
1: Oh my God! Is this a side order or a full order of fries? Just
0: just a just a side order,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, a side order of fries. Uh, is this? Are we talking like garlic Cajun fries, or are we talking literally like it's... American potato French fries? Might be salted, maybe. So it's
0: it's like a uh a, a decent like you know, size, like, styrofoam container, like a, a small, like, side styrofoam container. Garlic fries. Uh, not a garlic fries, just fries with their house seasoning, just... which is probably, like, some sort of, like, Old Bay type thing. Uh,
1: If this is a bad number, eight also $18. I'll go exactly <laughs> also
0: $18. No, no, it's not that bad. Uh, It was $5, which...
1: Oh, that's pretty good. What the fuck?
0: No, okay. It's definitely not worth $5. Like, if you actually added up, like, the amount of potato, it'd be maybe, like, two potatoes. So, it's, like, $2. Uh, But motherfuckers raised the prices, man. That shit used to be either, like, $3.50 or $4. Absolutely. But, like, as, as late as, like, last month. Because as soon as I got the receipt for the fries, I looked at it. I was like, do you guys raise the prices on this? And, like, I was like, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> but... So you you'll be mean to the fucking purple onion guy, but you won't be mean to the bartender over an $18 shot? Well,
0: the difference was I was already a little a little tipsy when I got some purple onion. So, it was <laughs> it was easier. <laughs> um, I didn't I wasn't like mean to him. I just asked him that and he he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Hey, man. You know what? You know, I used to come here a couple times a month at least, but since you guys raised the price, I'm never coming back." So, that's it. Purple Onion's dad <laughs> <I'm> never <laughs> going back to Purple with Onion. You. <laughs>
1: what the fuck is wrong <laughs> also I just saw that you posted this I don't know why it just came through but the, the recipe for a jungle bird mm-hmm. it looks pretty good
0: yeah it's a nice one
1: F- fucking purple onion I've never heard of this place but I don't know I would try once like and you fucking chose to be mean to the fucking purple <laughs> onion guy what is your what's your, what is his problem <laughs>
0: Uh maybe it was also cuz he was a guy and not a cute girl so it was a little bit easier to be mad but um yeah man i just i don't think you know in in this in in Biden's economy here you're going to you're going to raise the prices by a dollar on some fries by like 20% and pass that on to the consumer like that like bro come on stop this shit
1: I mean especially these smaller restaurants like they got to know that people are getting frustrated with that yeah like the only way this works is if you are literally addicted to the chemical that McDonald's puts in their Big Macs and you are going to go back, you know, at least twice a week and all that. And you you probably don't even care what the price is at that point. Mm-hmm. But these small restaurants you're just ordering, not even garlic fries, not even Cajun fries, not even like good fries, like cheese fries or anything like that. This is just normal fries. That's That's enough to make some people upset. You, the, the only way that, that that they're gonna get it is is that you have to have, have a spurt out whenever they break the prices <laughs> by like a dollar, and you're just like I'm never coming back. You just lost fifty to a hundred dollars future profit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how much.
0: On the grand scheme, I don't I don't matter to them at all. And if I went twice a month, I'd probably like I used to go once a week because it's you know by work. And, uh, if I was going once a week, I would probably be spending about like 50 a month there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Well, uh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep the fuck you sub edition going. Uh, this is a short, short thing, especially cause the, the, the show is short, but I watched a pilot and, uh, this pilot is a, is an adult swim. Uh, possible member of the Adult Swim uh, Hall of Fame, maybe. It's probably it's not in the Hall of Fame. I take that back. That is that is giving it way too much credit. This is the second tier of 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 renowned Adult Swim shows. I am talking about Metalocalypse. Okay. Have you heard of the show Metalocalypse? I have,
0: yeah. I've never watched
1: it. I watched the pilot and it fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't even like the show. It's not good. It was so much different it was like this this is a this is like a very very dry comedy that hits the gore and and like edginess of of like five guys in a band that that just kill people for fun uh, but also perform in a metal band and are wanted by the president. This shit is like, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. And I don't like, this is not funny compared to, compared to a uh, hunger teen aqua force. Uh, that show is way funnier. And that's all I got to say. Fucking Dan, this Dan, is this his name? No shit. Not Dan, Brandon small and Tommy Blancha. Um, uh, C, I, I give it a C minus <laughs> fucking C minus. Damn. Um,
0: you know what? I I I've never watched. Was the music good? Because I've heard decent things about the band's Death Clock. Right? Did they play any music? Uh,
1: the band is Death Clock. Yes. Death Clock. Sorry. Shit. Uh, it is Death Clock, and uh, the the music was pretty. Honestly, it was pretty all right. It was j- pretty like thrashy doom metal, and uh, I mean, just in the first episode, I think they only do like one song, but uh. They actually have an album. There is there is an album. Uh, it might be the only album, but the first album apparently was released in 2007. And, uh, yeah, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to listen to it. some fucking nerds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, if we're talking TV, I have just finished my rewatch. Of True Detective season two, my first rewatch since it aired. I've had zero interest in seeing that shit again since it came on. Uh, but this time, you know, I was like, I finished season one, and we already know that's a classic. I don't have to say anything about that. Uh, let me let me give season two another chance. It's been enough time, and maybe it's maybe it's less disappointing now. Uh, my my first thought is pretty immediate, which is how do you go from one of the most goaded opening theme songs of all time to probably one of the worst. And let me tell you, man, I'd never heard of The Handsome Family before they did the theme song uh, from True Detective, but the Creole Soul. Uh, But you know what? I ended up, I did listen to that album a few years ago. uh, And it's it's pretty decent. That was like my first real introduction to like Americana music. And it, it definitely, you know, turned me on to that stuff when I wouldn't have been open to it otherwise. So I do hold that album at least in fond regard for that uh true detective season two apparently is like a it's it's i didn't know who it was before i listened to it apparently it's leonard cohen i've never listened to i've never intentionally listened to leonard cohen before have you do you have thoughts on leonard cohen
1: yeah he's he's pretty good i've only listened to his last album uh and maybe actually one or two other albums but it's like kind of different cut of Something like a Johnny Cash or something like um, a Bob Nolan. Pretty, I'd say it's pretty, it's pretty all right.
0: You say Bob Nolan?
1: No, Bob Dylan.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do the instant replay on that.
1: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> don't fact check me. me. <laughs> I don't know. Something like a Johnny Cash or something like um, a Bob Nolan.
0: Uh, this song was from his 2012 album, Old Ideas. Um, I think where am I getting that wrong wait i'll I'll fact check that too uh no, it's actually from popular problems sorry uh it's called nevermind, and uh this was just before he turned eighty, apparently, so you know if they were gonna go for like older Leonard Cohen like i I don't know maybe that's better, but they just couldn't get the rights to it or something like fine um the only thing I know about Leonard Cohen is uh in the Nirvana song, Penny Royalty, uh, there's a lyric that is, uh, something like, give me a Leonard Cohen afterworld, and yes, I actually did just fact check that, it is right, so I can, I can be comfortable with that, um, if this True Detective season two theme song is what a Leonard Cohen afterworld sounds like, then fuck no, bro, I don't want to go to that, that sounds boring as fuck, like, it's, it's just terrible, um, uh, I actually skipped the theme song on like every episode except for the first one, which I did not do at all in season one. Uh, so that's no
1: way, yeah, no way
0: yeah, so so that's that's disappointing. um first, I want to say, okay, one of the main reasons I rewatched it was because I wanted to pay special attention to uh to the Vince posting. I don't know if you remember Vince posting. uh it was the only other kind of posting meme that it's like it's like a, a, a second place to bane posting. It's like almost there, but it's it doesn't have, you know, that it's not as honest. It's it's a little bit ironic. Uh there is a Reddit thread that claims to have like the best evinced posting. Um and actually it links the thread on TV. I don't know why I'm sending you a fucking Reddit link when it links like the good thread from TV. <laughs> I fucking shame me for that one, man. Uh, but it's just You know, the idea of Vince posting was that Vince Vaughn's character in season two just says some shit that's, like, the most, like, faux deep, like, doesn't actually make sense kind of shit (laughs) that only somebody (laughs) who, like, gotten high on his own supply of writing from uh, Rust's lines in season one would come up with. And absolutely, you know, some of that shit was, I don't know if we've, we've talked about this a lot, but some of that shit was definitely, like, plagiarized. Uh, A lot of people will point to Thomas Ligotti's conspiracy against the human race as a big influence on uh, some of Rust's dialogue in season one. And uh, even like Pizzolotti didn't admit that Ligotti was an influence until after like these plagiarization accusations had kind of made the rounds. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> <This picture. laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I actually did not get as much like direct Vince posting as I thought I was going to get from season two. I thought that I was at least going to make it like a fun watch, but there really wasn't too much of it, or at least I didn't notice it. Maybe I was just so tuned out of the show while I was even watching it that I didn't notice some of the things that he said. Um, but I did get in one of the first couple of episodes. Vince's character who, uh, his name's Frank he says uh don't want to look hungry never do anything out of hunger not even eating and it's like what what the fuck that doesn't make any sense at all
1: that's that's on the same tier as like don't trust anyone not even yourself shit. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like fucking this, stupid this doesn't
0: make any sense this isn't like a like a intelligent reflective wise person uh nihilistic quote or whatever this is just bullshit um <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's something else in in episode four that I didn't get the direct quote of it, uh, but it's, he said something along the lines of, uh, things move fast now. Someone hit the warp drive and I got to find my way through the
1: blur. It's like, what?
0: What are you talking this about? This
1: sounds so dog shit. <laughs> this one from the TV thread, the ones that they say Eminem's meant in your mouth, not in your hand. But guess what? We've been holding Skittles the whole time. That's actually fucking funny. So these, yeah,
0: these are all like fake quotes. These are all things that people yeah. made up to sound like him. And yeah, some of these are, are amazing because so they bad. sound like shit that he actually would have said that just don't even like you see the intent in it, but it, it does not translate. Um, so those are pretty good um I got two main criticisms of it uh before I get to those actually, I took a note on uh the there is one real bold and controversial move that did uh, genuinely surprise me about this show and uh they named the fat ginger kid Chad. can you believe that?
1: Wow, yeah, I wouldn't have done it myself <laughs> bold bold assertion that
0: uh that is the boldest thing about this season um but you know the the biggest flaws in it are that on a, on a characterization sense, one of the things that made season one, the magic that it was is that you had, uh, Rust and Marty as such great foils for each other. You know, they were very different people that sometimes aligned, uh, at least in the sense of they had a common goal, but other times in that maybe they were saying the same thing in two different languages sometimes. Um, The thing about season two is that you have basically four people that are just Rust. You have the three cops, uh, Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams, and the one dude's name who I can't remember. Uh, I think it's Taylor something, but I I don't know. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch, that's it. Yeah, wow, what a last name for an actor. Uh, But you had those, and you had Frank. Uh, it was Vince Vaughn's character, and they're all kind of doing the same, like, Rust impressions, you know, where they all have these, like, fake deep quotes about uh, life and, you know, the meaning of it and whatever. Uh, and they're all so edgy, and there's there's no levity to any of it. Like, it's all just, like, such melodrama, and there's there's no foil, there's no counterpoint to it. It's, you're getting, you know, one person sliced into four different people, so none of them really feel, like, fleshed out in a complete sense. And they're all, at the same time, just extremely similar. Uh, the other thing that I think made the second season so much worse is that in season one, you get this feeling that you're on the outside of something. Even the detectives are really on the outside of something. Uh, they're hinting at political corruption, and you, you don't really learn too much about the cult itself Uh or, or not even cult, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, y- you get hints of things like Carcosa or whatever, but even, you know, there's that scene where the old old lady, uh, the old black lady kind of like has a, a, a mental fit uh, remembering Carcosa and there's there's all these things that they never really tie out about it that is great for for a show that's about a mystery. Uh, but with season two, everything is kind of in your face. Uh, Ray's big trauma... Uh, that's Colin Farrell's character. He it's it's opened up in like the second scene, where you understand that like something happened to his wife that turned him into the uh, misanthrope that he is today. Whereas with Rust, you don't learn about his daughter for like a good while. I don't think, uh, maybe maybe it's the second episode, um, maybe it's the third. But I don't know if you you hear his role in that tragedy for a while. So that that kind of comes in time. And um, also in season two, like, they show that the some of the politicians in Da Vinci are, are corrupt, like, pretty early on. And it's like, well, how can I be the true detective if you're giving me everything? Like, this is not uh, – this is just, like, your regular yeah. detective show. This isn't the true detective. This is the whatever detective. Um, even the, the, the big uh, dramatic scene, uh, which comes at, like, the midpoint of the show, I think – uh, uh the the shootout with the with the gang uh that's filmed so much more like a typical action show or a typical like detective cop drama than uh any of what happened in season 1 and again one of the things that actually does make season 1 so great is that the shootout was fake like the shootout never happened it's yeah. all something they invented to justify their actions but here the shootout plays such a such a central role uh literally in the show that I don't know just comes off as so much more generic and that's that's kind of what season two is to me it's just it's just a generic detective show it's just not it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be but it's not very good um maybe because you know the actors are are pretty good uh generally like Vince Vaughn carried a serious role better than I thought he would uh Rachel McAdams by far just btfo'd everybody in the fucking show um so
1: in terms of acting quality
0: yes absolutely even That's though interesting like, early on I think sometimes they tried to get her to or at least maybe she was doing it like the the sort of like hardened smoky voice kind of thing I felt like that was a little forced early on but she kind of found her way out of it um Colin Farrell was good too but I don't think he got, like, the best material to work with, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, if I had to give a rating to Season 2 of True Detective as compared to, like, the legitimate 10 out of 10 of Season 1, that uh, was probably a 6 out of 10. Like, it's it's watchable, but do I recommend it? No.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, one second. Uh, I um, I was actually looking at the cast, because when you said that you were rewatching a uh, Season 2 of True Detective, I was like... I remember one of the biggest things, um, one of the biggest, I guess, criticisms towards it was actually the cast rather than the writing. Uh, the writing is also a big criticism, but I look at the cast, and I think their biggest problem was uh, Vince Vaughn is too known to to play that role. I, I don't know that that was a great casting choice for the for the role of Frank. Uh, I still have watched only snippets of it and of of the whole season, and I'm just like I don't get the, uh, I don't get the, I don't get how it's supposed to gel. I also I've seen all of these actors in like different works, and I I look back at the casting for uh, for all of them, except uh, Taylor Kitsch. I, I don't really know anything about Taylor Kitsch, uh, unless I unless I do. I looked at I don't fucking watch Friday Night Lights, um, and. I just like Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams. I'm I'm thinking of them in their other roles. Like I'm thinking of Vince Vaughn from uh, from one of his like Will Ferrell movies. I'm thinking of Colin Farrell from uh, from his uh, Gleason roles um in that one movie from like 08 or 09, and then uh, the most recent one uh, in Ireland. And I'm thinking of uh Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls. And I'm like, you're supposed to tell me that they, that they're all going to be in a true detective season? No. Fuck off. Like no, I, I just I just don't I just don't see it. Um which reminds me I got to look into the casting for for season 4 cuz that's one that I remain interested in. I know Jodie Foster. Uh, maybe one. Yeah, Jodie I I bet Jodie Foster could do a really good senile old detective that pisses everyone off and makes everyone hate her. Uh which seems to me the trailer that that's the direction they're going and uh maybe against you know my against the the better wisdom but I, i'm hoping that it's really good and i and i'm confident that it will be uh but it's going to be tough to emanate that magic of a of yeah i think that rust as a character had a really good source material and i'm and i'm okay with that i don't give a shit if they plagiarize some fucking book or or <laughs> critique or <laughs> shit that i've never read like who fucking cares like make that make that book come to life in your tv show like that's that's kind of the point point. and i think he did an amazing job you know like you said they foiled really well i think they uh the, the 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 value of human life is different with rust in so many ways and the value uh you know the willingness to manipulate is such an interesting one because that is so night and day rust would not manipulate someone against that person like he it seems to me that russ would only manipulate someone else um in, if it were morally correct or if it was not going to harm them like he'd manipulate them from information but at the end of the day that's not going to like harm them marty will absolutely manipulate someone when it's when it's morally terrible like mm-hmm. especially with women so yeah i i hope that uh i hope that season four is good
0: yeah uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do a do a quick game here a quick improv to you game uh you're talking okay. about how you recognize the this main cast except for taylor kitsch and and they have kelly riley on the main cast too, which she, which she earned but i don't i don't think i really know her for like that's not a name i'd recognize uh so with colin farrell rachel mcadams taylor kitsch and vince vaughn i'm gonna ask you uh what are your favorite roles Uh, for those actors and i'll start off here give you a little bit of time to think about it Uh, colin farrell my favorite colin farrell role is definitely in bruges i think he was he's great in that sort of like dark comedy kind of role which is the same thing that he did with uh with uh fucking uh banshees um i think that's like just a a great element for for him to be in uh rachel mcadams and i guess i have to specify outside of True Detective season 2 which I guess you haven't seen anyway. So I don't know what I've seen her in other than Mean Girls. I mean, she's in The Notebook. I haven't actually seen that. Um Wedding Crashers. I think I've seen it. I just don't remember it. Um the rest of this I I just do not
1: recognize any.
0: Oh, she was in Southpaw Spotlight. Okay. Those those are both pretty good. I was
1: going to say I've seen more of these movies than I would have <laughs> initially believed <laughs> when looking at it.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, I understand why it would be hard for her to come across as anything other than Regina George from Mean Girls, because that's like such a definitive role for, I mean, I think most people that would be like the role of their career. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's going to be my favorite role. Um, I don't really remember too much of what she did in Spotlight or Southpaw, even though I liked both of those movies. Uh, Taylor Kitsch. I I don't think I've seen this guy in anything else. Actually, I never watched fucking John Carter. Who, who fucking watched John Carter? X Men Origins Wolverine. Just, just skip this man. <laughs> just
1: skip this fucking man. Uh, I'll
0: pick I'll pick Snakes on a Plane. He was Kyle Crocodile Chow. I don't know who that is, but I fuck with Snakes on a Plane. Crocodile. Uh, Vince Vaughn. This is an easy pick for me, man. This is a really 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 easy pick. I'm going dodgeball, man. I I fucking love him in dodgeball. Fuck you. <laughs> um i i normally don't like i don't think i uh i like vince vaughn too much in general and i definitely don't like a lot of like ben stiller movies um but dodgeball is a fucking classic man i don't i don't get how anybody who likes fun can dislike dodgeball
1: uh fuck shit so that's that's up to me now um i'm going to say for colin farrell uh, I'm going to foil you, and I'm going to say Banshees because uh, that movie was my fucking movie of the year, and I think that Farrell deserved uh, best lead actor for it. I um, I will say the other one was a. Uh, I was trying to think of in Bruges, but that's you know it's another fucking classic. It's yeah. going to be one of those two. Uh, what else do we need to say? Rachel McAdams of all of these, I am gonna I'm gonna say man my. I'm not going to pick this as mine, but my mom definitely remembers her from uh, being in The Notebook. She has recently watched Mean Girls for the first time, or at least a lot of it. And uh, she was like, oh, this is the girl from The Notebook. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say she also was in, she was uh, the, the nurse, like the nurse. And I think it's Doctor Strange's like love interest in the Marvel movies. Uh, other than that, I don't know of anything else that I've seen um, with her. I'm going to just probably also say uh, I'm just going to. All- I remember her being in the lucky ones, too, but I did not see that movie enough to remember. I'm just going to also say Mean Girls uh, it's fucking classic. If I had to see Regina George in the notebook, I'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, it's like it's like the night and day role. It's like you're going to tell me that Regina George is like a, an emotional enough woman to be in the notebook. Just No. Uh, negative. Taylor Kitch, I'm skipping him. You're from Canada. Ignored. Uh, Kelly Riley, uh, I am looking through and Pride and Prejudice is pretty good. Man, all these fucking people were in Sherlock Holmes. Like, this is, like, this is the Sherlock Holmes <laughs> retirement do you think, tour. Yeah, do you think, uh,
0: like, Pizzolatto just, like, watched Sherlock Holmes and was like, damn, let me get those people.
1: <laughs> it would be so good in the True Detective show with fucking Sherlock Holmes. Honestly, probably the motherfucker. Such a talentless hack, it's unreal. <laughs> Damn! What if we made a serious detective movie? They already—they're like, <laughs> already built for those roles. What a fucking clown! <laughs> I'm Fucking Pagliotto, the talentless hack. Oh, um, actually, his only <laughs> talent was 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 fucking ripping off t- t- criticism of the human race or whatever <laughs> the fuck that it, was called. My critique of the human race. Uh, I'm I'm gonna jokingly pick. Uh, I'm gonna jokingly pick Puffball. Uh, 2007. Never heard of it, but it's the 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 foil to dodgeball. <laughs> um, Vince Vaughn. If I'm gonna not pick dodgeball, uh, you know, I'm also gonna say, you know, very slight anti shout out to to Vince Vaughn from being born in Lake Forest, Illinois. You rich ass, rich ass <laughs> person. Yeah, no wonder you're in all these fucking movies. You're Friends with Eddie Vedder and she- yeah, must be nice. Uh, I'm going to pick Fred Claus, fucking Vince Vaughn. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, like if I were, I'd pick Dodgeball too, but you know, he's been, he's been in a lot of movies. He's also in Rudy, you know, credited as Vince Vaughn. He was Vince, he was himself in Rudy. What's Uh, Rudy?
0: I haven't seen Rudy.
1: Rudy is a, is a movie about Notre Dame football and uh, I don't know why he was credited as Vince Vaughn. He was like self-credited <laughs> because I don't know that anyone knew who Vince Vaughn was in 1993. Um, maybe I'm reading this wrong, but I don't know. He's also in Jurassic Park: The Lost World.
0: I do remember uh, that.
1: I think, I think that was the movie with the uh, with the the pterodactyl cage. Am I wrong in assuming that? I that was a good fucking scene. That was, fucking pterodactyl cage is dope.
0: I don't remember exactly.
1: I only remember because I know that there is an arcade game where you shoot pterodactyls in the pterodactyl cage. And that's a fucking awesome game. Uh, the, the actual trying to kill the, the T-Rex bro. Yeah. Good luck. That's a boss. That's a big boss. Um, yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> do, you, do you see True Detective that, Season
0: 2? <laughs> do you see that he was he was Norman Bates in Psycho in 98? Can you imagine Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates? And by the way, that movie fucking flopped. A budget of 60 million, box office of 37.2. Well, who the, who thought it was a good idea to cast Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates?
1: I, I have trouble seeing Vince Vaughn in serious roles. It's just in, in this day. If, if, you know what it is? It's Fred Claus. Fred Claus ruined him as an actor. That's
2: okay. what it is, okay.
1: Fred, yeah, Fred Claus. Um I'm segueing. I don't want we don't need to spend any more time on Vince Vaughn. I, I think it's time to bullshit headlights. Okay. Show's already off the fucking rails. <laughs> this show's already off the rails. Uh I I I've got one I've already done the fucking anti shout out of Snoop. I've got. I also wanted to say in those fucking smokeless grills, one of the one of the things, one of the fuels that you can use is gel, gel fuel. Gel fuel is like uh the a, like the temporary candles that you light that are uh that are like one burn only, and. They're, they're, I don't fucking know. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, it says on the gel fuel that if you are not in a properly ventilated area, that you could breathe in formaldehyde. That is amazing, fantastic. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sub edition of the Weekly Drive By. Uh, I I've got only one, but it's a pretty it's a pretty long. And it's not a bullshit headline in the, in the sense it's like a story. Okay. Uh, but it, it's like medium long. I'm, it's not really that long, whatever. How many headlines you got? I got one. Fucking... I got,
0: I got like 10, but I can, I can do as many as we want to. Uh, of those 10.
1: Let's do like five. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, first one here. This is from our, our good friends, the independent, always coming out with the good articles, uh, Taylor Swift fan died after waiting for her show in a climate-driven heatwave. Study finds, which I didn't know the Independent believed in climate-driven heatwaves. So that's interesting. Um, but can you imagine that, man? You're you're going to see the show that you paid uh, your fucking uh, monthly salary for, and you're you're waiting and you're waiting and you're so hyped. This is like I think anyone anyone like. Well, I can't say anyone going to a Taylor Swift show loves Taylor Swift because I know some people that, you know, just kind of like her or like went because their girlfriend wanted to go or something. Uh, but, you know, any insert artist here, you, you're out there waiting and you paid a bunch of money for it and you fucking die just waiting for it, man. Like, is it worth it? Do you think it's it's worth it for like that feeling of elation that this person got when they actually like secured a Taylor Swift ticket? Was that like worth dying for?
1: No, man. no, what 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 song? What song is she gonna perform? That's worth dying for. Nothing. Nothing in her whole discography is worth dying for. Well, but it's not Swift. even
0: it's not even about the performance. It's about the fact that those tickets are so hard to get. Like the feeling that you get when you actually get the Taylor Swift ticket is probably better than the feeling you get sitting hundreds of rows back in a big stadium. you know
1: yeah. It's just like is this like I guessing you're you're buying it primary. Like you, you won the lottery when the tickets are released. That you get the the opportunity to spend like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars on a Taylor Swift ticket. Is that That's like, what, what I'm what thinking. We're thinking about? Yeah, yeah. Just f- fucking sad, man. Listen to better music.
0: <laughs> Just... Okay, okay. Next one. Uh, this is from this is from Daily Mail. Our other our other good friends. Um, and this is this is sort of a uh. Uh, Shout out to some friends of the show here uh, who, you know, unfortunately miss out on a lot in life. Uh, Inside the $3 million business of Amish cannabis farmers in Pennsylvania. Bro, the Amish are are farming weed, man. That's pretty cool for them. That's good for them, right?
1: I would say, uh, is this like, they're just choosing not to sell it, and they could, and they could get more money, and they're just not.
0: Well, I th- I think they're selling it in like some sort of like okay, you pr- you can't you probably can't use like a car. Well, I mean, in most places, you probably can't use a cart anyway because the federal government doesn't want you to. Uh, but yeah, they probably just like you know have their little little you know farm building or whatever, and uh, they they grow the plants nearby, and can can Amish can they use guns? Are they allowed to use guns?
1: Yeah, they can use guns. Like, guns were invented before cars and shit, and yeah, they can.
0: What's the limit on Amish technology? Like, how how far can they push it?
1: Industrial revolution. (laughs) They were right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I, I would say, like... Oh, man, I mean... Yeah, it's actually surprising because, like, they definitely go further back than I would expect. Like, even the angriest of boomers, they're like, no screens at all. Nothing with a screen. You know, no ATMs. No, none of that shit. Like, they go back further than that. They go back to, like, an actual automobile, like an engine. There is nothing, like, in my opinion, like, there is nothing different with, like, an engine than, than something else. So, um, that is a bit different. We, um,
0: might have, we might have talked know. about this before, um, because I, I recognize the website that I found my way to, which is AmishBaskets.com. Um, when, we, when we talked about the Amish a few episodes ago, when we talked about how they're missing out on some dope-ass music. Uh, so it says, the new order Amish typically permit battery-operated lights and radios. In their homes they may permit telephones as well although they're generally generally restricted to a separate structure outside the house or inside the barn. Amish computers are allowed in the workplace although Amish internet access is very minimal um i don't I don't uh the reason I was asking about can they use guns is because you're growing all that weed you gotta be able to protect it man someone someone's gonna try and rob you if you can't <laughs> you know yeah absolutely. Uh, especially if they got all this cash moving. So I guess they you know, fucking maybe they got like an AK in the in the in the farm, you know, in the shed somewhere.
1: If if they can do phones and battery operated lights, yeah, they can do fucking guns. They could do AK-47s even. Now if you probably up to like what's even available allowed like or available for a private citizen to purchase. Uh, I don't. I would. I would hesitate to believe. Dude, that Amish, there are any like restrictions on guns? Amish baskets.
0: They're they're coming in clutch here. Uh, this is like my number one complete resource for all Amish related inquiries.
1: <laughs> as time goes there on, there are not many sources. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fine. That's fine to have a one size fits all for for information about them.
0: Yeah. No. Amish. They. Uh, they can use guns. They are pacifists. Um, how do they use guns if they're pacifists, though? They don't view guns as technology. That's interesting. Um,
1: yeah, that is interesting. Honestly, like...
0: But they can't shoot gun people.
1: Gunpowder? Yeah, it's just target practice. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. Like, do they shoot animals? Like, do, yeah. is that something? Yeah, they can oh, hunt. Oh, then that's... That's what they do then. But they can't they, shoot, they shoot people.
0: Animals. So how do they? How do they like? How do they defend themselves if they got millions of dollars moving in Pennsylvania and like all this like valuable cash crop that they're growing? Uh, how do they not get robbed?
1: I think this is the start of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got an idea. I think You got an idea. So like, do they define? Are they, so like pacifists? They won't aggressively shoot people but if they're being attacked do they view that differently
0: no amishbaskets.com says they can't even shoot people in self-defense
1: we're about to see if those fucking amish people really believe what they said <laughs> i think it's time to go rob some amish people <laughs> yeah shit that's my verdict that's it i don't know what else to say
0: okay okay well we'll keep it forward we we'll keep it moving with that uh that good movie idea in the back of our heads here uh, this next one is from Science Alert. Uh, they say eating insects may trigger benefits for metabolism, study finds. And I got to ask, man, is this is this the you know who's trying to get us to eat the bugs, man? Is this, is, that what this is
1: about? Absolutely it is. <laughs> it's a it's a terrible terrible like new science that we made that it's it's going it, to this is it. This supports this is like finding science to support what you want. Um, you know, bro, any food fucking boosts your metabolism. Yeah, if you consume <laughs> calories, then yeah, if you consume calories in a certain way, then you can boost your metabolism. You can fucking eat literal dog shit, and I bet you can boost your metabolism somehow. So sure, yeah, I bet it can. I don't really care to find out how, but, uh, you know, it, find a way for a human to digest chitin. Uh, you can't. Fucking, it's science. Bitch. And that's not changing unless you reverse engineer my stomach. So, fucking, yeah, I'm not I'm not eating the bugs. I ate shrimp over the weekend, though, and that's it was the bugs. good. That's so the bugs. Just, I don't know. It's you not, fucker, it's yes. Not.
0: That's the you water took bugs. You take it out
1: of the shell. You take it out of the shell. You yeah. of the Would shell. you eat a roach you if you took that God out to of the shell? That? Fucking show me how to de-shell a roach.
0: You don't want to see it.
1: Yeah, because you don't fucking have it, dude. Dirt. <laughs> Um, I don't think see. there's any meat How to
0: deshell a roach? How to deshell a roach? Let's go.
1: How much meat is on a cockroach? There's no meat on a cockroach. No, I can't find any results on this.
0: Um I don't know, what about fucking locusts, man?
1: The same thing. The same thing as cockroaches. There's there is there be. is there is barely any meat on either of them
0: people eat It's locusts. just not so, as right?
1: different. You need you need muscles to swim through the fucking ocean. You don't need muscles to to fly through the air and shit. Okay. So there there is no reason for them to have meat.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um What what's your problem with the shell? Why don't you want to why don't you want to eat the shell?
1: Cuz it's fucking un- inedible. You're going to shit it out. You, you literally got a problem cannot with fiber? digest
0: it. You got a problem with fiber?
1: It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's keratin, and you just can't digest it. You don't even get anything out of it. It's just not. You don't want to eat it. Uh, fucking, yeah, bitch, fuck you, sub edition. I'm I'm broke. Dude, they got know. they got fifty
0: percent crude protein for, per per hundred grams in locusts.
1: That's if you grind it down. And I actually – but I, I bet that they are, they are part of that, like, protein from uh, from ground down. You know, you got to grind it down. And they are actually infusing that with flour. Uh, yes. You can look that up. It, but, it actually uh, says it go.
0: in this article that I'm reading from – this is mold.com, which uh, – is my computer going to get moldy from this? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they talk about how uh, Greeks would actually uh, apparently grind – locusts and, and make a protein-rich flour out of them. Um, John the Baptist used to eat locusts dipped in honey. It's, it's good enough for John the Baptist, but not good enough for you? That that bro got like his head chopped off. It's not good enough for you?
1: That bro probably... How, how long did he live?
0: John the Baptist? I don't know, like 30-something yeah.
1: years? Yeah, fucking everyone back then died at 30-something because they had the worst diet on <laughs> Earth. No, it's not good <laughs> enough for me. Fucking nerds. <laughs> Better.
0: Eat better. Okay. Alright. We're gonna we're gonna keep moving here. I got a couple more. Um This one from Salon. Uh which are I'm I'm not even gonna jokingly call them friends of the show. They they tend to just put out some shit that makes me like kind of scratch my head. Um or is just like some some terrible I'm not gonna get into it right now. Uh they say Suppressing negative emotions may actually benefit your mental health, study finds. Um, if that's true Kill
2: this website. <laughs> Kill them.
0: If that's true, man, I, I I must have added years to my life. You,
1: know? <laughs> you ever just like tried to be happy? You ever just like try not to be sad? Just like don't be sad. God damn, why didn't I think about that before? Fucking Ban salon from existing,
0: please. I didn't interpret it that way. I thought they were saying that, like, okay, you feel something negative, just pretend not to feel it. Like, not, like, actually don't feel it, but just pretend not to feel it. That's going to help you live longer.
1: What? No. <laughs> <How? laughs> I don't know. I'm just confused. I don't know. Where is the science? Did they link a scientific article? Did Bro, they... I, didn't,
0: I didn't read the article. I don't know.
1: That's true. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking next. Okay.
0: Uh, I'll I'll make this my last one here. This is from Sporked, so it's another food, another food article. Uh, this is what is imitation crab? It's like what is it? What is imitation crab?
1: Dude, I have thought about this for a while. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Actually, I fucking should know. Oh, man, this is it's gonna kill me because I am gonna look this up, but it, it will be after the show. I think that imitation crab is a soy protein that is like painted to fucking look like crabs <laughs> that's my best guess I really don't know but I've wanted to know because like I just want to know I know it's supposed to be disgusting and I know that they it's the I honestly think it's soy protein because I think that's the only thing that's rubbery enough to kind of emulate the texture of, of crab and that's that's my best guess I think it's a good guess too
0: that seems legit Um, I, I, I don't know why, like, what is, is that like, is imitation crab legs a super popular thing? I don't, I don't think I understand why this is like a big
1: question. um, It's a popular thing to put in like salads, uh, when you want to have like a fish salad, but maybe you don't want it to go bad quickly or smell really nasty or, uh, or you just want a protein and maybe not have to buy crab legs for it. Uh, I know it's also... You know, maybe in sandwiches or crab cakes that they do imitation crab. Um, I'm not really sure what else, but you know, it's just like whatever you use crab in. Okay. Maybe it's a maybe it's a hodgepodge of like a number of proteins rather than just like one soy protein.
0: What if it's the bugs?
1: It's not the fucking bugs. Bugs are not that gummy or like rubbery or what anything. What if they add like, gum to it? Boom. Can... If they add gum to it, shit, they could do that. They like maybe add the the bug powder into the into the gum, and the, and then that's how you get the, the grams of protein.
0: Yeah, man. You think that's, that's it? That's all. That's that's what imitation crab is. We solved it. We figured it out. It is the the bugs ground up, and they mix it with gum, and you eat that. So, thanks. All right. Or, um, or you're welcome, um, America.
1: I am posting the uh, the nutritional facts of uh, of of. Of imitation crab from Google, and uh, what what do you think about that? What what sticks out there?
0: I mean, it's got like a, a, a only eighty one calories. That's not too much, and uh, some some decent protein. But what the fuck is with all the sodium, man? That's a lot.
1: This is also three ounces, so that's like not a lot. That's yeah. like a fucking peanut size. Well. Yeah, if a peanut if a peanut size of imitation crab meat was thirty percent of your daily sodium, what, what what are your thoughts there?
0: I I just wonder like why uh why why do why do people eat it like this is this is the the big problem I think Cheap. with all these like well with all these like imitation meat kind of things is like why don't you just like have your non-meat thing and just eat that like why do you have to try and pretend to be meat there's there's way way better tasting just like regular like vegetable stuff than if you're like trying to fake meat you know I don't get it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I uh, I believe that I think uh, I I personally think that uh, it's just cheap and, and, and people are willing to lower the expectations if it's cheap that's, that's just what it is. It's not good. I, I've not tried it either. My dad actually uh, said he would shoot me if I if I ate it because it's so bad. <laughs> so I, I don't want to get shot. Shit. Fuck.
0: Uh, I inadvertently uh, found the answer to this while I was just Googling imitation crab. Do you want to know what okay. it actually is? Or
1: do we no, want to just leave that, this? That okay. goes, that goes against, no, that goes against our rules. Fair. No, I, Fair. I, I'm, I'm sticking to the rules. Okay. I have got my uh my my thing my story and this is uh this is from like this kind of kind of learned about this from a from a side kind of a side monologue similar to a bullshit headline that you would know about and uh this was a this is there there was a new big feature in uh in our enemies of the show the new york times in, within the last week
0: i hear that and name i'm and going to post
1: exactly exactly i'm going to post the the story from uh from a secondary source worldofreal.com uh related to movies and uh, this is about a director this is about a director that netflix gave a lot of money uh this is the director from the movie 47 ronin uh his name is carl Rinch, and he is <laughs> supposed to make a tv show and uh carl wrench got 55 million dollars to you know he's a, probably a program manager or a director to uh to to make this show and Carl uh, Rynch did not did not put that money towards towards making this show. Uh, this is a sci-fi epic titled Conquest. Uh, what a fucking boring name for a sci-fi epic, uh, personally, in my opinion. Um, there was actually a bidding war for this TV show. Maybe there was a a source material for Conquest where the, the ad- adapters were, uh, were 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 like, okay, like give us your idea. And Netflix apparently beat out Amazon and HBO uh, for for the rights to make a 13-episode short-form sci-fi series of Conquest. Uh, so Netflix gave this man $55 million. And uh, this man, Carl Ringe, said, I'm going to spend it on stocks, crypto, and Rolls Royces, baby! <laughs> So apparently, and I'm just gonna read this because this, every single paragraph, this is a this is a source that does not leave anything out. The red flag started when Rinch started writing emails to colleagues claiming he had discovered COVID-19's secret transmission mechanism, and that he was now able to predict lightning strikes. Oh, my, my fucking man. I love this guy. I don't know anything about him, but this sounds awesome. Like, he sounded, he's sending drunk emails saying that he can <laughs> predict lightning strikes. He's like, oh, shit, my man. He also managed to spend the money that Netflix gave him on cryptocurrency, such as Dogecoin, and blew it on lavish items like Rolls Royces and designer clothes. Uh... During production, Rinch was known to punch holes in walls, misuse prescription drugs, and accused his wife of plotting to assassinate him. My fucking man. My fucking schizo bro. <laughs> I love this guy. For some reason, Rinch is now suing Netflix for breach of contract, claiming they owe him $14 million, which is probably what he had left on his directing contract. Um, Netflix probably fired him for cause for foot, and, <laughs> and the cause was misusing funds, which, you know, in court is probably going to hold up really well. Um, and now Netflix has canceled Conquest, who are never getting Conquest. Um, my guess is that maybe Amazon or HBO maybe come back and, like, try to revive it. I don't know why I feel so sentimental about Conquest, I just trashed it for having a terrible name. Um, <laughs> But it's canceled. Netflix canceled it because the program director fucking bought a bunch of Rolls Royces with the money. Um, and 47 Ronin apparently costed $175 million, and it was bad back in <laughs> 2013. Uh, this is awesome. What do you have to say to Carl Rensch?
0: My My entire opinion of him revolves around which prescription drugs was he abusing? Because there's some where I'd be like, "Oh, that's that's my guy," and there's others where I'd be like, "Oh man, like that's not cool."
1: Okay, what if he's buying Zans?
0: Uh, he's a fucking loser.
1: Yeah, probably. If it's if okay, it's Adderall, what are the,
0: what are the... that's that's my spiritual brother. If he's if he's just getting a bunch of Adderall and just going on these crazy rants because of it, uh, which maybe it is. Like Xanax does seem more likely if he's if he's talking about how he uh. Discovered COVID nineteen secret transmission mechanism, but even that, like, I don't, I don't think, no, I don't think Xanax gives you those thoughts. I think Xanax is is like the who was it that like claimed that they were racist because of Xanax or something? Like they tweeted something kind of. Oh, racist it was or fu- Martha Stewart
1: or, or that <laughs> other fucking girl, <laughs> that other country white girl, the cooking show lady. I don't fucking know. Uh,
0: Roseanne Barr, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, Roseanne Barr, yeah, fucking, I don't know. She's fat. Sorry, she probably that was, cooks.
0: That was Ambien. I'm sorry. That's that's my. And that was Amine, yeah. Um, but it, any of the yeah, like any of those like downers like that, that's when you do like crazy, weird, like just like racist shit. Uh Adderall definitely seems more likely to like, oh my god, I figure out the secrets of the universe. Uh, I can predict lightning strikes. Like <laughs> that is absolutely an Adderall my to man. Me. Uh so I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um I don't like that he invested in Doge Co- Dogecoin Coin. They don't even I think they mean No, Dogecoin. it is Dogecoin. They <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um so i don't like that but overall i mean you give me 55 million dollars man i'm about to do some way dumber shit than that so (laughs) i can't hate yeah. i can't
1: yeah so so that's uh that's the story that i saw this week and i'm just like this looks fucking awesome i shout out to this guy for just like ignoring like this is this is the same energy as like uh just like not working anymore and hoping that no one notices <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like using funds i don't know how he just like had no oversight on his cr- on a credit card or something or like, i don't know he probably had a he probably had a good way to do this but this is just funny this is just a very f- funny story that i had seen um the only thing left I have to talk about is these uh, these posters, these movie, uh, no, festival posters. Can I, can I do one um,
0: more, uh, one actual article that I had before uh, before we get yeah, to sure. that? i got one non-BS headline uh, because I saw this and I had to read it. Uh, the headline here, this is from KTLA, which is the Los Angeles news station. Uh, Raunchy alcohol-fueled Taco Bell party included open sex, lawsuit claims. Uh, so... First few paragraphs here. uh, A former Los Angeles area Taco Bell employee is suing the company and a franchise owner after she claims a Christmas party at the fast food restaurant descended into a drunken mess that included open sex. Uh, Alana Becham filed her lawsuit last week in Los Angeles Superior Court. In the suit, she alleges that her supervisor invited her to the December 18th, 2022 party at the San Pedro Taco Bell at which she worked. She was encouraged to bring food for a potluck-style buffet, and her contribution was a bowl of guacamole. Once she arrived, Betjem discovered that her supervisor covered the windows of the restaurant with wrapping paper, and also covered the cameras for the lobby in the inside of the restaurant. According to the complaint, the NY Post reports, uh, she claims her supervisor provided alcohol to staffers, some several of whom were "quote unquote" overserved after midnight. After Becham had stepped outside for a short time, she walked back into the restaurant and saw a coworker having sex with his wife in front of everyone at the party, she alleges. Uh, the coworker's wife, Becham claims, was also kissing her female manager and another female coworker at the same time. Shocked, disgusted, and outraged, Becham alleges that she first ran out of the restaurant but then went back inside to retrieve her guacamole bowl. Only to find that her manager and the other coworker uh, were involved in the sexual encounter while vomiting. Uh, Or sorry, uh, her manager and the other coworker involved in the sexual encounter were vomiting. One threw up in the trash while the other vomited in her guacamole bowl, according to the complaint. No! (laughs) 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 Um, So that's, that's the meat of that article there. And my only thought here is like, Bro, why you gotta file a lawsuit over this? It's just people having fun, man. Come on, you're that mad that they threw up your guacamole? Bowl? You can wash it out. You can wash it out. You don't need to, to tar people's reputation and bring them bring them to court over this. This is stupid. Uh, I would want to work at this Taco Bell, and I feel like uh, this employee is only mad because she was not getting any at this party. <laughs> you took
1: the side I was gonna take. <laughs> this girl's a fucking whiny bitch. <laughs> Who brings guacamole to the taco Bell? <laughs> bro, they already have ta- they already have guacamole there, bitch. <laughs> you didn't bring anything else? You brought guacamole, bro. This this girl is probably no fun. She's like, "I'm going to bring guacamole to the Taco Bell get together." <laughs> Fucking dumbass. I- <laughs> I I agree. Man, if I was a judge, I'd throw this shit out of court. <laughs> like, come on. No, this is just just you just stop talking about this. Just forget it happened. Maybe get a new job. You know, if this really upsets you, go get a new job. But like, no. Nah. Um it says like honestly, it says after their after their, their termination, Betchiom alleges she was threatened and had her car window shattered by someone associated with her former coworkers. So like, uh eh. They should have this. This this seems like they should have just fucking broke off all contact and just gone away. I don't know. I don't think they handled it right. But yeah, I don't know. This is fucking silly. (laughs) That's also like kind of a wild
0: allegation. Like you're you're in L.A. where there's millions of people, and you're gonna uh, allege that uh, your car window was shattered by someone associated with your former coworkers. Not even like one of the former coworkers. It's just like some person they knew, like they got their friend to do it. Like how do you even know? You know?
1: Yeah. It's LA. Yeah, I agree. It's,
0: it's fucking crime everywhere in LA.
1: What are you doing? This seems like a like a second order of of like association, like someone associated with the my former coworkers. I'm like what the fuck? Like yeah, who? Name them. Let's go. Uh I don't know. This is silly. Very silly. Yeah man. I,
0: I but, wish by Taco Bell I could walk into open sex parties. <laughs> That'd be so
1: great. I was gonna say, man, the people working this Taco Bell probably do not look very good. I don't know that I wanna oh, see that shit point. at all.
0: Good point, good point.
1: Yeah. You gotta remember you gotta remember that the, the type of people that would that would be working there that are engaging in an open sex party. Yeah. This probably <laughs> looks actually really disgusting. And uh, I'm gonna forget that this shit exists. Um so I am going to first post. This is the uh, this is the this is the one that you knew was coming. This is the uh, the Shaky Knees twenty twenty four email gang uh, poster. We got who the fuck is Noah Kahan? I am sorry, I don't know who this is.
0: Doug, that's what I asked when I listened to what what the fucking the one country guy uh, Tyler whatever or something. I can't remember his name. Um, but there was like a, a feature of that Noah Kahan guy, and I was like, who who is this?
1: I don't even care about this guy.
0: Like what? I... But apparently he's like a big name, I guess.
1: I suppose so, but he's on the Friday, so he's a bitch ass, motherfucker. <laughs> well, actually no, Friday night is good. Sunday like Foo Fighters, they're getting shafted here. Uh I don't I don't know, man. I'm, that's that's kind of messed up. Dave I would fl- like I would have flipped those.
0: What? Dave Grohl's like 80. Like how how I mean, come on. Is he is he really still putting on a good show with Foo Fighters? Are they getting shafted on a Sunday? No, of course
1: not. Like none of these people right? are putting on a great show. But like <laughs> you know, I, I would say Foo Fighters have a bigger like appeal than Noah Kahan, unless they think that people are actually going to like only go to this thing to go see Noah Kahan. But anyway, I digress. Um, the best one in this whole thing is probably fucking Arcade Fire, and that's a that's a fail. Uh, not not a big fan of this friday uh Interpol your favorite band is gonna be there um we are there's also going to be uh uh i don't know saturday i don't really see like i, I did want to ask there is one band name on saturday that i am intrigued about do you do you know who it is
0: um let me look at this um hmm No. Who, who is it?
1: Chicano Batman. I want to Chicano see what Chicano <laughs> Batman looks like. What would Chicano Batman say? You could make a, a, a short series out of Chicano Batman. Uh, describe what Chicano Batman... What would he do? What, who would he save?
0: I don't, I don't know enough about Chicano culture to, to figure this out, man. Like, I don't... I don't... <laughs> Uh, they're 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 Mexican, right? Like they're Mexican, like Native yeah, American or
1: something. Mexican Americans.
0: Uh, so I don't know. They're they're obviously in LA having to open sex parties at Taco Bell. That's it. That's the only part. <laughs> correct.
1: <laughs> Honestly, correct. <laughs> uh, Sunday. I literally don't care about. The it. Loveless itself is being performed on. That's actually I forgot about that. Yeah, Loveless itself is being performed. Wow, damn. Uh I guess we got to go for Sunday.
0: It's it's literally no, they just they just hook up like a record player with Loveless and just put some speakers on it. And better, it.
1: better than any of this shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, that was I uh, I don't know. This is like a 4 out of 10. Like not not even a 4 out of 10. There's no one that I would like actually go solely to see on this. Um yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, There's uh, like some decent bands but no one I would go s- explicitly to see.
0: I I like some metric. I like some of their stuff. Um Queens of the Stone Age is headliners. Uh I I kind of like them sometimes. Uh but the rest of it, yeah. I I looked at this and I was just thinking like Damn, we got so lucky to to go the year that Godspeed went. Like, that was, yeah, like, that, them alone were so much better than like uh, like just about in the year 2023, everyone on this list combined. I would say.
1: I would like to see Queens of the Stone Age live. It's kind of weird that they're that they're a dual uh, headliner with Weezer. Uh, yeah, I I think it's just a weird like. St- like they wanted four, but they, and they could get four, but they they couldn't list it like that. I don't know. They should have done. They should have kicked Noah Kahan off for fucking Queens of the Stone Age or Weezer to perform on Friday. Um, but I don't know. Like Queens of the Stone Age would be good. I'll, I'll give I'll give them that. Uh, I would love to see some of their older stuff done live. but they still have a lot of energy. Um, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a meme one. I'm gonna do freaking. <laughs> I don't know why I'm really posting this. I was like, I was trying to find some good. Oh, files cannot exceed ten megabytes. Fuck you. Um, this is funny just because, like, I think that this is the current edition of this of this poster. This is uh this is really dog shit rolling loud LA in t- in 2024. They had to blur someone out because I think they probably canceled and they didn't want to redo the whole poster so they just blurred it out. Um ridiculous. that one was pretty funny. I think that there was someone on here. No. This is just this is just total trash. W- who is the best person on all of this? You I am forcing you gun to your head you have to name the best artist on this whole thing who is it
0: hmm. hmm. this is a tough one this is this is one of the tougher <laughs> questions that the show that has been asked on the show uh i think if i had to see one person like you're telling me like gun to my head I, I gotta yeah. just like pick somebody here I'm, I'm gonna go Chief Keefe man I, I but even then like I feel like I'd have to go back like 10 years to to be actually interested in, in what Chief Keefe was doing um, that being said on Friday I do see that we have two people named Osama performing we got D.D. Osama and, and Zoe Osama so I'd go for Friday <laughs>
1: interesting pick i gotta say the best name that is not osama on this (laughs) sunday sunday uh ladies and gentlemen heembeasy i just like saying that yeah i'm going heembeasy uh he is busy you know that's how you say Mm heembeasy uh yeah that was a funny one that i had uh that i had scrolled by i'm just like this is so bad that it's that it's funny uh, here's one that I had seen also, this is going to be, uh, in May in Florida. Uh, this is going to be fucking a hundred degrees and it is taking place at Daytona international speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, Queens of stone one. age, Evanescence. I think we did talk about this one. Uh, I, I wanted to bring this up because I saw anthrax is going to be there, just like I said last time, like, this is a good, this is good, but I didn't, th- I don't think I said last time that this is going to be at Daytona Speedway, like, at the racetrack. This no, we is did. just, like, the whole festival grounds are just in the middle. We, yeah, we, Shit, we've, we've
0: talked we? about this, yeah, yeah.
1: Fuck, okay, then, then just chief. cancel what are you doing? all this. <laughs> fucking just cancel all this, whatever. I, didn't even, I don't think I remember, like, talking about that this was going to be at a fucking racetrack. Um... Now I've got another one, kind of similar to this one, but this is going to be in Vegas in oh, late April. <laughs> this is a sick new world, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. Sick new world. Allison Chains, Slipknot, System of a Down, Black Veil Brides. But if you if you squint, you can see Swans. Michael's done is going to be yeah, there. Wait is a second. Michael really done if he's going to fucking perform at concerts? Michael, I don't think you are done. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: This is Dude, I see Duster. I see the garden.
1: Duster is on here. Have a uh, nice life is on here. The garden is on here. Is this uh, sleep slow or sleep dive token? Is
0: on here. I can't tell. Is it is sleep token one band? Yeah, that's what it looks like. I thought it was sleep at first. Damn, never mind. But yeah, Have a nice life.
1: I don't th- I think that's kind of it. like I remember looking through this Drop 19s uh, pretty much like that fourth row down, like there's jack shit below that. I don't know, a single person there. Did you listen um, to Snow
0: Strippers earlier this year? Or, or was that something I thought about maybe listening to?
1: It sounds like somewhat familiar. I don't think I've listened to them. Um, Helmet? Helmet. Fucking, Helmet. bro, okay. Helmet's going to be there. Helmet's going to be there. <laughs> I would love to go see Helmet. <laughs> That is, ah, oh, that's one I missed earlier. Shit, I was like, wait, is that the helmet? That is the helmet. The helmet, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, this, 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 you know. It's
0: like low-key decent lineup, actually,
1: yeah. Thinking about it, dude, on the surface, it looks really cheesy, but, uh, like, I would go and see this. This is probably, this is probably one where the people that are going are probably fucking funny as hell, too. <laughs> so, and, like, fun, and, like, fun to actually talk to, and yeah. not, like over themselves and shit yeah Yeah, that is sleep token that is definitely not sleep too Um,
0: i also do want to say oh uh i have a friend that was like really into baby metal a few years back um that's like another japanese heavy metal band that i think is either mostly or all female um but i was gonna say i think bring me the horizon has the worst logo of any metal band that i've ever seen because it's like trying to look like one of those metal logos that you can't read, but I can very clearly read that this is bring me the horizon. So I got to give a a a big anti shout out to that logo. It's like, it's stuck between the two worlds. It can't pick what it wants to be. And I think that's pretty fucking lame.
1: That one that's two under and one to the left of helmet. Uh, that is actually tsunami spelled S U N A M I. Uh, it's missing the T I had to, I found that out after like really squinting and, and trying to read it. Um, I had to point that out. It's it's in the readability aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, you know, low key decent. I might I, I would think about it. I'm thinking yeah. about it. Uh, was, fucking was, Michael like... is done though. They better be fucking performing <laughs> something good. They, they better fucking perform something good. If they perform this last shit album that they released, I'm not gonna be happy. At least perform something on the seer. At least perform something on uh on uh, fucking public castrate. Well, they're not gonna do that. They could do something good. I know they can, and uh, just don't put me to sleep. Fucking please, please don't put me to sleep. <laughs> I would go and see Helmet. Helmet's gonna be legit. Helmet's not going to disappoint. Helmet is the surest thing on this whole on this whole poster. Um, but this is the low key sneaky one, and I'm like, you know shit, I could I could drive there. I, I could do it. So so that's one that uh, this is a poster. I'm like, damn, I I, I I'm thinking about it. Um, but I think it's, I think it's fucking time. It's time. I, I'm I'm begging for the fucking fist yeah, break, yeah, please and tell done. me. Here we go. Fuck. Fuck.
2: And the bullets in the
1: gun, gun, put the bullets in the gun. I've got a over-the-top and Oh fuck you! I was gonna do it. Uh, oh, is he crack
0: What do you got? Um, I got another Einstock here. I'm trying their winter ale. I saw that's all. It's a it's a new seasonal one.
1: I've heard that. It looks kind of good. I've tried the Alaskan uh, winter ale. Like, actually, that's the white ale. Eh, it's not so good. I'm I'm souring on Alaskan brewery lately. Like, it's, the amber is just not as good as I remember. Mm-hmm. I think they might have changed the recipe, which would be a big-ass mistake. But I got a Hefeweizen from Moab, Utah, uh, right at the government-allowed 5%. But it's pretty good. I dig it. That's still fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty mild. But I'm all right with it. I like it, and uh, I have listened to three albums and uh, one EP this week. How much did you listen to?
0: I got four albums this week. This is I actually listened to everything I said I was going to listen to, which is the first time that that's happened in in quite a while.
1: Oh, that's nice. I, I I don't think I was very. I actually listened to a lot of stuff on Monday. I think I only had one album left to listen to, uh, when Tuesday rolled around. Um, so I I yeah I did I was not pressed pressed, but I did want to listen to a couple things again over just to confirm my initial things. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off. Okay. I'm gonna hit it right here, right now. We have an announcement on the oh, weekly drive-by. Rare. We have an announcement this is a this is a change from previous from previous conceptions previous beliefs and what we knew to be previously true i would have i would have bet plenty of things that that this would always remain true and or or that this would not be the case that this would not eventually come but in 2023 in late november Danny Brown is confirmed to be a weak-ass fucking bitch and releasing a weak-ass album. What the fuck? What the fuck is am I listening to? Oh, I'm 40 now. I'm so fucking old. Oh, drugs ruined my life, but I, made, I released like three bomb-ass albums on it. Oh, no. My fucking life is ruined because I did drugs. Bitch, shut the fuck up. The whole reason we listened to you is that you were crazy. And that you did scare the hoes because you were so crazy. Then, what went wrong? Why are you so old and fucking busted now? Look at this album cover. Look at you being a fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Whoa, bitch! If I want to be sad, I'm gonna listen to Earl. I'm not gonna listen to you. <laughs> Look at this shit. It is the fucking like photo, professional photo ass. Oh, I'm so sad. Is that a, uh, That is his hair. Shit but it's just like, Oh, the black shirt and the fucking chain or the, the, the small necklace. It's just like him being like, looking like he's tired and just done. This is Michael is done. The album by Danny Brown. <laughs> quaranta, Quaranta. I am 40 years old. I, uh, but I like Italy. Oh, I don't fucking, I feel so old and drugs ruin my life. Yeah. Wow. It took him 40 years to realize that drugs ruin your life. <laughs> Didn't your mother tell you any different Danny? Uh, that's what I got to say about this album. I am going to say I listened to Tantor, and that was a great song. And I saw that you added it, and I'm like, shit, well, I can't fucking add it now. You the can't. only other That's song a where Danny nah, – no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a house rule to me. Okay. Maybe not right, a, 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 a nail-down rule. The only other song that I think that he was actually at his best was Jen's Traffic Vacation. And uh, that was, like, very temporary compared to Tantor. Um, The one song that I did like that was far different that I tried to add because I thought it was in the spirit of this album was Celibate. And you can hate me. It's probably cheesy. You've listened to Mike this year. But I honestly thought that it was kind of cute. So I I thought that it was uh, one that I should have added on. It was the only song of three that I was not bored to fucking sin. (laughs) And uh, that's what I got, dude. This is a fucking two out of five. I do not like this album. It is so fucking boring. I, this is not what I go to when I want Danny Brown. This is a fucking, I dialed the wrong number. Sorry, uh, this is not Pizza Hut. This is Jennifer. Um, Yeah, no. this is I added Celibate. Celibate's a good song. I was going to look up lyrics, but I'm like, what lyrics What lyrics are there to this song, bro? It's fucking, I am celibate. I used to celibate, but now I'm celibate. This is, this, there you hey, go. There, That's he, it. He got a
0: bitch. They, the, the pimp told him he, he should celibate. Yep
1: that's that that's, that's also it and that's classic, it that's all you got
0: a classic rhyme here celibate and celibate I, I could yeah. not do better myself um so when i opened the page for this album today i i saw one friend had rated it 4.5 and this is after i listened to the album and I thought, I hope to God that that was not Steven. <laughs> like, I really hope you did not give this a 4.5. Um, I'm not as upset with it as you are. Uh, obviously, Tantor is the best song on here. Like that's It's fucking no competition. That's uh, got an interesting beat to it. I thought it was a sample at first, but it's actually a live band uh, doing the backing there. That is the South Hill Experiment uh, with bass, guitar, and drums on that track. Um I mean, that's, you know, that's the Danny Brown we know and love, and uh, he's got some great lines on that one. I, I'm, you know, of the opinion that Danny Brown is not like the, the lyricist-lyricist kind of guy, or it's not like a bunch of crazy rhymes coming out of his ass or anything, which those guys are usually boring anyway. Uh, he's he's just got a funny way of looking at things, and his lyrics have a lot of personality to him. And I love, uh, he, he has a line that he repeats a couple of times, he said, there's that Black Lives Matter, still sniff cocaine, and I'm like, hell yeah, Danny. That's it, man. That's that's why I listen to you. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's it's. I feel like that's a, that's a pretty quick song too, right? Like that's uh, less than yeah, two and a half minutes. Contour
1: is like two minutes. Yeah, that's every
0: pretty much every song on here is pretty short. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that was easily the highlight uh, to me. Um, Celibate. I have my notes here. I think that's a good track, but I have about zero desire to listen to like any musical song that has like women moaning in it like i'm just like stop this like this is uncomfortable i don't don't, want to do this it's not as bad as i think the chronic is the worst with it where there's like a a whole track it's either the chronic or 2001 i can't remember yeah where there's a whole track of just like like dre having sex with somebody or someone i'm like bro this is this is terrible i don't i don't want (laughs) to listen to this in my good headphones where i can hear every fucking noise uh so it's not that bad here but it's still still not something i want to come back to um I did like Ain't My Concern. I don't have any specific notes. I just have, oh, Ain't My Concern is good. Uh, one question I did have, is it just me or is Dark Sword Angel? Does that song have terrible quality? Is that just like the, the like I was listening to this on Bandcamp, not Spotify or anything. So I'm thinking maybe it's just like the, they put up a bad version there. But did you notice anything about that song? Did it sound especially bad to you?
1: Mm, not really. I don't think that it was, I don't, are you talking about just like, like everything in it? Yeah, like very, lo, okay, production lo-fi. was terrible, yeah. Uh, I think that's one take to the song. Like, if, if that's just your opinion of it, then that's probably, you, you probably listen to the correct song, is what okay. I should say. Okay. And that it's just not your taste.
0: Okay. Uh, so there's that. Uh, YBP. I just thought that was interesting because you got like a dude from Detroit doing like an E forty delivery. I didn't expect that. Yeah. That was that was a little bit jarring to me. Um but it's not like a good song either way. Uh and that's where I kind of I'm gonna say from from Down with It onward, which Down with It I thought was like kind of a lame song, but I can forgive it so bad. It's, it's it's honest. Like I'll I'm not gonna I'm not going to fight someone, you know, being honest and like bearing their soul in the mic or whatever, but I I don't want to fucking listen to it. Um, so, you know, no, no knocks on Danny as a person or anything, but like, kind of like you said, like if I'm trying to listen to some like sad, depressing shit, especially if it's rap, then yeah, I'd probably go to Earl for that before anybody else. But in general, like, I just think there's, you know, more fitting sad music out there. And, um, Overall, I think the back half of this album, like, basically from down with it on, it's just fucking boring, man. I mean, celibate, I'll, I'll give, like, a little bit of an exception there. Um, and maybe even some of the middle of it with, like, Dark Sword Angel and "YBP." I guess. Uh, it's just it's just boring. And I get it. It's because Danny's fucking bored, man. He talks about it all over the album. that Like, he's just kind of rapping because he has to at this point because it's what pays his bills. And it's like, okay, sure, but I don't want to listen to that then. Like... I get that, you know, that's what the, it's for the core fan base. They're going to eat it up. They're going to, they're going to love it and they're going to be happy for any new Danny they get. Uh, but like, if you're not having fun with it, man, like, I'm not going to have fun listening to it, probably. There's, there's very few albums I know where, uh, explicitly people were not enjoying making it that, I actually do like. I think Trout Mask Replica is the first one that comes to mind because uh, Don Van Vliet was a fucking madman and like actually kind of abusive towards the band on that album, um, from stuff that I've read. Uh, But that's still like, you know, that's 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 a good album because of the vision that went into it. Because it's so fucking wonky. Uh, This is just like your, you know, regular old hip hop album. Like, bro, if it's not fun, then like, I don't, I don't have a reason to come back to this and. I think Danny's just bored, man. He He's 40, you know, it's, yeah. A lot of the album is, you know, him looking, you know, thinking about being 40 and it, it does kind of have like that, uh, you know, that double meaning because he got big off of an album called 30. Uh, so this is, you know, 10 years later and, and him, you know, thinking about his life and his career. And a lot of it just comes from the fact that like, yeah, you have to, he has to work, uh, fucking shocker, um, you know, <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of shit about how he thinks he uh, chased away the love of his life. Uh, he, he alludes to the fact that he cheated on her. And, you know, she was kind of done with it after that. And he's like, damn, bro. Like, damn, that was probably the one. And that's what Downwood is about. And that's he, – he references it so much that he lost this woman that he really loved. And it's like, I get it, man. But, like, I'm not trying to listen to your diary. Like, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, Turn that sadness into into, you know, put put some metaphors around it or something, or or tell a story with it. But don't just tell me that you're sad because, you know, you, you you fucked up and somebody left because of it. Like I don't feel sorry for you, you know. Um so I mean, you know, I understand you giving this a two. I think I still got enough enjoyment out of it and it was quick enough. Uh, even with a lot of it being at least, you know generally kind of uninteresting um i'm gonna give this a three i think it's it's the weakest of the danny brown albums that i have listened to um easily but and that's the rating here is like fucking mind-boggling like i'm surprised people like this so much more than you know what i'm saying uh that's that's just strange to me but you know new danny i'm happy for it um Coranta Three out of five.
1: I think, uh, I think, ain't my concern lyrically. Is of all the sad, of all the sad down tempo songs, probably the best. But uh, it's just not one that I find a lot of interest in listening after like a second time. It's not something that's upbeat enough that makes me want to hear this whole story, you know, over, you know, over and over and over again. Um, I'm gonna say Hanami is pouring as shit it is like it's the it's like it's got really light kind of light sounding percussion that has some interesting like or some attempting to be interesting electronic uh like it's just really really vanilla it's really really vanilla and doesn't it doesn't sound unique it doesn't sound like anything above some of some really like Kind of light, childish Gambino production, Oof. and I'm just like, you—you you didn't have to release this, bro. This—this—this <laughs> this, this did not need to come out. You could just delete Shakedown, Hanami, and Base Jam, and I would have the exact same opinion, or maybe even slightly better. But that, yeah, I don't know. Like, I this—this this one was just not for me. I think that this should have, but this is like one that I can say that I really, really, truly should have been an EP. This yeah. should have been an 18-minute EP. That is probably what I would expect. Something like a I'm sad, I'm 40, I'm fucking... This shit, I'm going to do it right now. Delete Shakedown, Hanami, and Bass Jam. That's like 11-ish minutes. Uh, you Delete Down with it. That's like 13, 14 minutes. And delete fucking... Yeah, probably YBP. And there, there you go. That's like about seventeen or eighteen minutes gone. That'd be a solid that, EP. That cuts it. So you have Karanta, Tontour, Ain't My Concern, Dark Sword Angel, Jen's Traffic, terrific ver- traffic. I keep seeing traffic <laughs> violations. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's terrific vacation, and then celibate. That'd be fine, man. I'd be, I would, I would, I would probably like that EP. I would probably consider liking that EP. Yeah. Like, as an EP. So, but, but all this filler, it's just, no, I don't care. It's like, all of that filler really pulled me off of the, pulled me off of listening to the album. You know, it, it really was until like Jen's Terrific Vacation and Celibate that I'm like started to get even minorly back in. And that was it. Like, those, those three songs were the peak for me. And yeah. I just, I couldn't, like, Caranta put me to sleep too. Like, I was not. Yeah explicitly happy with that opening song i'm just like this is a really long interlude i am bored from the start and that's that's you know that's just a product of a bad opener it has a 4.3 rym is trash the whole fucking page is trash (laughs) this is way too high uh, negative. This is not fifth of the year. This is fucking so not good. You know what
0: though? So, That's why he put it out in November. Guess that end of the year boost. Good. So when it comes to all, everybody's making their year-end lists. Hey, Danny Brown's going to be in their top ten.
1: I know you're right. <laughs> I'm not even gonna fight it. You you go next. I've got some small reviews today.
0: Okay. So, um, I listened to an album that came out on July 4th, the 4th of July. The artist put this out on the 4th of July, 2023. Uh, This is a basically 45 minute album by an artist named Jezebel Gbergbergable. Oh
1: no, I forgot that this is the hate edition.
0: And
3: um, here's my thoughts on it. Finding a suitable site for a landfill can be complex. (laughs) <laughs> Landfill operators will work with regulators to be sure the new facility is located in the right place. Some places, like properties near wetlands, will be carefully evaluated for any environmental concerns. Impacts on nearby traffic will be analyzed. The site will also be evaluated to understand the land, groundwater, and surface water in the vicinity. Community the feedback the Lord, geez, is important example? to consider and meeting environmental <laughs> and land use standards are a With must. A <laughs> Once the site is approved by the regulator, the first step is to follow permit plans for sound construction. The second step is to secure the base of the landfill to provide a stable base for the liner. i what is the point? composite liner is installed on the base and sides of the landfill. Leachate, a natural occurrence when waste is in contact with water, is collected through a system of drains, pumps, pipes, and hoses that move leachate away from the landfill. The leachate collection system will act as an effective biological feature by removing excess moisture from the bottom of the landfill. A groundwater monitoring system is installed to ensure the landfill does not impact groundwater at the site. The monitoring system acts as an alert, in case additional measures may be needed to protect neighboring properties. Groundwater quality is protected at all times. Access to the site is carefully controlled for safety, and waste is screened by appropriate. Bro, bitch, before. I don't fucking care! What's the, the landfill point? landfill is ready to receive waste that has not been recycled. Equipment compacts the waste each day before daily oh cover, God. soil, or tarps- is Where's placed the burger potential reference? Gas wells it's are installed just, it's just to like woman, methane woman, generated by woman the Woman talking MP3. <laughs> Once full, the landfill is covered with a cover system approved by the regulator. Groundwater continues to be monitored and methane gas is collected and destroyed or turned into energy or fuel. When the landfill stops accepting waste, regulators will approve its closure and will monitor its safety for 30 years or as required by the regulators. Then, controls will be put in place to keep the property secure for the future. The property surrounding a closed landfill can be used for commercial or industrial use. But commonly, the property is used All for suitable for a recreation wire or wire habitat is. conservation. We strongly support wildlife habitat conservation at our landfills through our partnership with the Wildlife Habitat Council.
1: Is is that is that announcer the same girl that's sang this album? No. Okay, why did you just play that whole fucking commercial for a landfill?
0: Because this is landfill music. This is it two out of five?
1: Yeah, probably. Fucking, I don't know, bro. I <laughs> I listened to this when I was for the first time when I was pretty drunk, and I'm surprised that you. I'm surprised. Do you? Do you not find a single redeeming quality in it? Is it just totally landfill, pave over it? You're, there's nothing in here that you find redeeming or unique as an album?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, so... The, the term landfill it is doesn't... Too long. Like...
1: I'm going to say it's too long. Oh, absolutely. It's too long. It should, should be like 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's my last note here. As I say, this would have got a 2.5 if it was 30 minutes, but at 44, uh, especially with 7.5 minutes for Birdbath, because a 2 out of 5. Uh, but, you know, landfill doesn't necessarily mean like bad it, it just means it's very disposable It's something you consume and then you toss it and like there's some ideas here um it wasn't like a dreadful listen there's some edits that remind me of like old school youtube poops and i don't i don't like or dislike that it's just what it is uh but i don't hear why this album needs to exist like i just i don't i, I don't like i i I don't. I didn't get anything out of listening to it. It's just in one ear, out the other, and then it's gone. Um, and this album sounds like it hasn't showered in four or five days. Maybe it's a good <laughs> definitely
1: drunk gives that <laughs> definitely gives that opinion that it has not showered in like five years. This is a smelly sounding album, <laughs> like body odor and like gross, wrangly hair. Like this, just nasty. Yeah. No shampoo. Um, I think that uh. Inside her, and uh, probably you're right. Are some are some really bad songs that you could that you could delete. Uh, the vocals are bad. Um, Unfathomable pain, underrated, decent song. Uh, I think. Uh, come on, come on. At least humor me here. Tell me what you think about slime.
0: I look. So I listened to this album. And I did not hear anything worth even taking a note on. It was just, oh, here's here's some some fucking uh, girl who can't sing over some shit gaze guitars over some drums that I don't know. They're they're program drums, I guess. It sounds like drum machine type shit. Maybe she's playing live drums. later just sound bad. I don't know. But it's there's there's nothing like there's nothing here, man. There's nothing here, nothing, nothing at all. Um, inside her is the only type. The, the only the only moment that even caught my attention because some of the lyrics there are pretty terrible, but that was yeah. it.
1: that is. I, I'm actually I am actually a little bit sad to hear that. I, I am a bit sad that uh that there wasn't anything noteworthy. I I, I really uh, I kind of disagree with that. I, I feel oh, like Quarter Pounder was terrible. But...
0: Now that I'm looking at the tracklist, actually, that was a fucking terrible song. That's like she's like rapping use... on that song or something. You get that one is here,
1: okay. Man. That's the rap song. Yeah, that's pretty fucking <laughs> trash. <laughs> I find I found it endearing trash. I don't know why, but I I think uh, I think I should probably re-listen and re-score this <laughs> because it's definitely not what I originally scored it as. But I uh, I found a lot of this very energetic that you know felt like a little bit of a reprieve from other music that I listened to that made me feel nothing. A lot like the Danny Brown album, I did not feel a lot from that. I felt, if anything, like a mild negative emotion of just like. This feels empty and pretty hollow. And sure, I think that the production of it sounds better because it's professional than, than something like this. But I felt energy in a lot of different ways. I felt some like genuine authentic emotion of anger and kind of bitterness and feeling uh, insufficient. And I, I think that that is a quality in music in music that is uh, sometimes overseen. You know, in in the presence of you know, a pretty pretty mediocre production and mastering, if you can even say that there is mastering on this, um, because I and and that's not me saying that SoundCloud SoundCloud people are good, but I, I think that this was a step up from SoundCloud. So uh, you know, yeah, it is shit gaze, but I found it endearing. So you know. I'll just I'll just accept the L. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, I know I get an L for this, but Slime is a good song. I'm sticking by that, uh, at least through the end of this year and at least through the end <laughs> of next year, because okay. I think it's a jam. And if you if it, I'm I'm sad that you didn't even take a note on Slime, because that's like the one song I still go back to from this. That is a jam. It's a fucking jam. It's a screamer. It's a, it's a turn the fucking car up music. And uh, yeah, fine. Fuck it. Just I'm gonna sip my beer now.
0: Okay. Um, young Zoomer seven 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 says, and this is a twenty four year old man. Can
1: you not read this?
2: Says
0: uh, whatever this is. This turned me into a fem cell.
1: Yeah, that's what I said last time. Oh, you that's did. What I, said over the show. <laughs> I said this turned me into a fem cell. <laughs> like, or like I can empathize with the femcells cells after listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I said that. I said that this was the first. Uh, I don't know that this was the fem cell music or something like that, or the first. 3.5 5 that was like some certain subgenre and it was a fem cell album i don't know i think it was i'd have to go back and listen but yeah this is fem cell music for sure <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i do like you know i think uh in the in the opening few tracks there there are some some references to to miss miss gobergably uh uh in, enjoying a drink here and there uh more here and here and here and there uh, and I, I thought I was gonna like connect with this on a, on a spiritual level because of that, but like, no, this just sounds like someone I I wouldn't want to be around,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I uh, I don't have anything else to say. I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna remain a little bit upset that there was no there were no notes on slime and that it was just in one ear out the other, and that's uh, I think it's because it was a short song. That's that's what I'll stick to. I'll ju- I'll just I'll just assume it was that, but uh, I've got I've got an album of something that I listened to from last year that I believe ended up in my top fifteen, and uh, this is a uh, this is an album from a uh, from a from a person from Ohio. Yep, it's trash. You already know. Uh, <laughs> this is this is Death's Dynamic Shroud, an electronic artist um, that put out a work in November tenth called midnight tangerine uh this is a this is a about a 41 minute work um so i will say that uh the genres of the work that i listened to last year called dark life that i actually that i really really enjoyed um the genres there are glitch pop vapor synth pop vaporwave post-industrial plunder phonics and progressive electronic is really the only other one that i think is relevant this album midnight tangerine synth pop art pop progressive pop sophista pop progressive electronic utopian virtual uh utopian virtual is a genre defined as a style of vapor music which evolved out of vaporwave scene in the mid-2010s uh fucking uh born out of hypnagogic pop Emulates late 20th century futuristic and corporate aesthetics, often using techy-sounding MIDI-esque instruments, um, and with some fucking looping and shit. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I listened to uh, I listened to Midnight Tangerine, and uh, instead of expecting a whole sound collage of actually interesting sounding progressive electronic collages, uh, I got a guy fucking like soft whispering over a fucking like uh, elevator music, electronic background, uh, stuff. And, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, I listen to this shit because it was rated pretty similarly, you know, score wise to dark life. And, uh, I'm not making this mistake again. This is a uh, two out of 10, uh, certain songs that I think are very, very mild highlights are hologram world. I've got hologram world. This is actually one of the longer songs on the album. Uh, I noted this song as being incredibly bubbly, bubblier than the bubbliest of bubble songs, and uh, you know I, I thought it was a bit interesting. This is this is the one where I kind of my ears perked up and I thought, no, oh, this is a little bit different. This is you know not what I had listened to prior on this album. Um, this is one where the you know just all of the electronics in the background made me interested in some of the more unique non-loopy stuff that sounded a lot like there was there was a pattern in this individual stuff that was happening that made it feel like i wasn't listening to just the same shit of uh really kind of i would compare it to some of one O tricks point never's worst stuff that like i did not find any interest in any interest in and then it's just very vast sounding um i'm going to say some anti outs probably go to bleeding of the sun and Hotel Girl. Hotel Girl is a 52-minute interlude, I think. Who puts an interlude as song three? Fucking nobody, except this guy. So um, I'm going to say in general, the vocals are not very good. They're not very interesting. It's like light sound. It's like trying to be a a shoegazy male vocal, but it's not panning out because there are very little instruments uh, on here. I didn't really find anything other than very, very light guitars that occur around, like, some of the end, like 11 months. Like, there are some pretty good, like, like somewhat okay sounding light riffs that occur in the middle to the end of the song that are not significant enough to, like, base a whole song around. But, um, in general, this is pretty bland, pretty vanilla, and, yeah, I would say, like you said the last album, in one ear, out the other. So I'm giving this a 2.5. Death Dynamic Shroud, probably the last thing I listened to. This was a... You tricked me, I guess, you fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. So, yeah, 2 out of 5.
0: Uh, have you listened to the, the previous version of this album that came out last year?
1: Uh, No.
0: Apparently they released the same thing last year. In, in july it was just i guess the production was shittier probably like it sounded worse
1: i would say it maybe wasn't mastered and they just released it as a mix i don't know man vaporwave artists really don't give a shit the art the genres on here are different too there's indie tronica and ambient pop like not that that makes it any better at all i don't get it man this is like this is like i this is someone that releases their music over youtube and uh they, they just get classified as albums in here like hmm. back in my day you had to fucking <laughs> release albums like physically and legitimately what defines an album because I've seen so many like YouTube mixes or YouTube releases or shit that's just available on YouTube like what's the bare minimum for what an album is
0: uh this is a are you talking about or
1: overall or just I don't care. eh like both, like, like. What do you consider a, 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 the bare minimum for an album necessary to be?
0: I'm gonna take the cop out answer here and say that I think it's all just kind of what the artist intends it to be perceived as. Uh, which, also, I don't know if you noticed, but that uh, that EP you listened to either last week or the week before, or I mean last show or the show before, the tra whatever, uh, that got reclassified as an album officially. So. Oh really. Yeah, um, I, I really do think it's just whatever whatever the artist wants it to be. So if this is something that they're just putting out as like tracks on YouTube, I don't know. I mean, there's no reason they can't put out like a 45-minute or, or a 40-minute uh, EP. Like there's longer EPs than that out there for sure. Uh, or, or a mixtape or, you know, compilation, whatever. I don't know. Um, it's all kind of arbitrary, I guess
1: mm-hmm yeah well the well i don't know i think that that uh this this if, if it's all arbitrary then this is a great artist that reflects that because they've they put out like fucking 20 albums a year and that's yeah. and 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 if we're gonna if we're gonna say more established artists that are fucking that are villains in this fucking king gizzard stop releasing music <laughs> fucking derivative pieces of shit
0: I I've, I've said on the show before that I've never listened to King Gizzard and I, I I will never listen to them for for very immature reasons.
1: I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, they, they are pretty immature, but I'm totally fine with that like reasoning cuz I I feel like I got tricked I guess at one point cuz I have listened to at least four of their works. I'd say man, if you're like really going to listen to them, some of their early 2010 stuff if you're a uh, if you're going to be if you're going to be you're going to be smoking a bit then uh then that's like some pretty good stuff to listen to. But uh, I'd have to find what that is. It's like the it's like the green and red and yellow album, the the weed looking color album. i I shit you not. That's what it is. That's a good album, and some of their other stuff is like kind of okay comparatively. But I don't know. Like after that, I've just never bothered to listen to their newer newest stuff because it just releases like every other week. It feels. It's your <laughs> turn, fucking you <laughs> music uh, Music me the fuck up.
0: Okay. Um next one here, I'm gonna talk about uh Co- coast Nteni? I think that, that a comment says that's how you say the name as is something close to Coast nateni uh who put out a black metal album earlier this year called Opal, uh, which is uh, some other language for Opal. Um I don't know what what exact language. I know that uh, we got the subgenre Turkish folk music which barely ever shows up here by the way. I felt really let down by the fact that like I there was like two tracks that had like some sort of like Turkish folk influence maybe. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay. Like we kind of like hyped that up a little bit community, but like sure. Um this came out on May 26th and um you know, I think I think the whole idea of like black metal plus some other like folkish or folk genre. Um it's it's definitely like it's got a lot of uh I don't know what's what's the what's the word here. Um not a, fuck. There's there's a specific word for this, but it's not depth. It's 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 a very fertile ground to work and I guess I could say that, although I, I hate using the word fertile. Um And I think it's done well here in in the few times that it does pop up, but like primarily this is kind of just a black metal album. Um, I, I see it has this avant-garde metal secondary and I've read some stuff that says, Oh, this is microtonal. I don't know what the fuck that, like, I know what that means, but I can't hear it. Like, I don't know how to listen to microtonal music. Uh, Oh, the language here is Czech apparently. Okay. I don't know why Turkish folk music goes with Czech, uh, language by an American band, but sure. Fine. Uh, Uh, maybe it's it's in that you already talked about that maybe i don't know Uh, the riffs are solid though the riffs here are solid for like a a just straight up black metal album i think there's a lot of good riffs here i think kosnateni uh has uh for you know this is another one oh i thought this was a one-man band but there's somebody else on drums here so this is almost a one-man band project and i i do think that that tends to lend to uh, a cohesive feel overall uh, when, whenever it comes up, and it's it's definitely the truth here. This is something, it's 38 minutes, you know, I listened to it, and I never felt bored, I never felt uninterested. Uh, I just kind of felt like it was lacking any sort of, like, serious wow moments. Like, there was, I don't, I don't think there's anything on here where I had to, like, take a step back and be like, okay, this is the shit I'm listening to right now. Uh, This is the shit I'm going to listen to as soon as this album ends. You know, I don't hear any of that in there. Uh, But, you know, in a a general sense, like I I really don't have any notes on specific songs on this album, but in a general sense, yeah, this is 38 minutes that are very well spent. Uh, I don't think there are any missteps here, really. It's it's just a very solid black metal album that I'm happy that I listened to. Uh, So if I... Give this a solid rating. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do a 3.5 here for Upal by Kosnatani. Um, it's a good listen. I think people should uh, if they're if they're interested in black metal music, they should get to this before the year ends because uh, it's it's just you know completely competent in my opinion. And I do hope that maybe later releases play up some of that Turkish folk music influence. Um, I think that's again it, it could it could really make the music more interesting if it if it popped up a little bit more uh but that's you know that's not a complaint about what is here it's just uh oh i wish there was a little bit of something else here so i can't take any points off for it but uh yeah Costa Tani, tanny uh 3.5 out of 5
1: or just you wish that there was more of it more yeah. of it to really feel like you could divulge more from in this yeah uh, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to say something nice about Slipknot now after this. They Slipknot <laughs> at least gave us good music. Slipknot uh, gave us good music from a secondary source, but okay, here's, inspiration is there.
0: Here's the thing. Okay, here's here's the real thing. Um, anybody making intense music, uh, intense guitar music. Has listened and was very affected by some shitty band when they were younger. Some very shitty angsty band when they were younger. It's a fact; you can't avoid it. It, it yeah. happens.
1: I would agree with that. There's probably a lot of people that were inspired by really shitty late Metallica music, and uh, you know that's that's fine. That's just is what it is, man. Uh, there are actually
0: there are people who have listened to like post like nineteen ninety three Metallica. Can you believe that?
1: I mean, I've listened to that, uh, but I haven't like listened to a full album by it at least. I mean, I I've heard Enter Sandman, who has not heard Enter Sandman.
0: That's ninety-one. Oh shit, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, fuck. Then it could not be me. Literally, could not <laughs> be me. <laughs> These nerds. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, am gonna quick hit my like last two. I uh, I I listened to an EP and an album. This EP is like cheating. This is a this is like an archival EP. I think this is like an EP of just like shit. We have this music and we're not gonna make any other music, but like we we still wanna release something new and uh, we wanna release like merch so that you buy our merch and shit. And uh, that's what this band Yellow Swans did. Uh, they actually on their Bandcamp have new merch and shit because they released this EP. Uh, this is a band from Portland, Oregon. The merch is shit, honestly. It's uh-huh, not, damn it. <laughs> no, it's not good looking. It's, so, it's, it's like maximalist looking. Like a fucking... Like, you would only wear this shit at concerts. Only ever. You would never be caught dead wearing this otherwise. Um, this, is, uh, this is Yellow Swans. This is a band uh, that needs no introduction. It has released Going Places. And other than that... I don't fucking know what else they released. I've not listened to anything else they released. But they hit it and became an internet classic on one album instantly. There's probably some other stuff. There's uh, this this album from 2007, Drowner, Yellow Swans, that is bolded. And there's probably some other works like Copper Silver, uh, which was a collab with Grey Datouris. Probably pretty good. Has some really good ratings, and uh, but doesn't have the volume. Uh, but going places is a, is a cult classic. Um, you listen to that. That's a, it's, it's just a fucking jam. It's, it's, it's got all of the, all of the sophistication that you want in a drone album that there's, it's got the mainline harsh noise with just enough to keep you interested on the, on the sub level. Um, and they've released a, an EP from 2007, 2008 that was, it was recorded around then. So Probably just after the Drowner Yellow Swans, probably supposed to be an EP uh, after that, and maybe even leading up to the Going Places album from 2010. Um, left Behind as a as an art album artwork kind of emulates that Left Behind, or not the Left Behind, the Going Places artwork. It's it's mostly monochrome, you know, a little bit of hints of other of color in there, but. You know, mostly reflecting a monochrome, not really blurred, not really, not really a photo of something, not really a, doesn't really look like it has a source artwork. It looks mostly random or generated. But there are two main songs on here uh, that are seem to be. I I, I want to believe that they're dedicated to someone, that they're dedicated to people. Um, we have left behind the main track. Uh, I also listened to this on Bandcamp. Um, left behind is mostly feels like an interlude yes a drone interlude is three and a half minutes um, especially when the other songs are a lot longer Um, this left behind the 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 namesake song does not feel like it has anything that's sophisticated and or changing or dynamic it's a really it's it's kind of like a like a I think for drone albums you need a first song that kinda of take you there. You can't just drop something, you know, that's that's supposed to be your 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 bread and butter or your meat and potatoes on a as a first track. You kinda of need something to to bring a listener in to uh to, to the genre, you know, bring them back into the atmosphere of a drone song and left behind as a song does that. Um, really a little really, really harsh. Um, really fuzzy and distorted kind of um, kind of aquatic sounds. I don't know how to describe that part, but um, there's not there's not, there's not like a piano or an elect or a or a soul electronic um, influence on here. But I'd say that this is like um, this is just like a really fuzzy distorted bring in song. Four um, jr and Four NB are both very different um 4jr is a much much harsher song um you feel this probably about a minute and a half in as it like builds up into this like it builds up into this like vocal sounding hum that continues through like four minutes where like kind of right into like four and a half five minutes you're just like this is this is the going places ep this is what the Going Places EP would sound like if it existed. Um, it's got like this big heavy hum with this like secondary late um, secondary layer of uh, of of like just static noise uh, at high frequency, like intermixing below that hum. And uh, I'd say that this continues probably like through the eight and a half nine minute mark. Like this is a good solid, what I'm trying to say is that this is like probably six to seven minutes of just really harsh noise. Um, I've already sold you on this. I already know I have. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I don't need to say much more. But I will say that 4JR just like, this is a very, I'm going to say that this is a very hill track. And by hill, I mean like the intensity of this track is near the middle. Um, this, is, this is a track that, that has a wind down and it has a build up. And in that middle that's probably like seven ish minutes. It's it's fucking really harsh and, and and pretty dynamic, but not like I don't know. I, I think that this is one that has a has a lot for someone that is looking for a Yellow Swan's EP. four um, N B is a lot more on the downside, especially for the first like four minutes. Four four minute mark is where it starts building into something that's like got these low frequency it has a low frequency bass like tempo and it's got this like it's like a jingly like pair that pairs with it that I think is like okay, but it's like sounds like a very dismal track. It's it's not it's not got a lot of um it's not got a lot of like um dynamic sense in the first five ish minutes but um i think that this is one that builds a lot better a lot later this is one that builds probably like in the nine minute mark uh into something that sounds a lot more beautiful from something that sounded a lot like more dismal and nothing sounding at the beginning um but it it kind of feels like like this is one that i oddly felt like coming out of I felt uh, like that this was a a, a much better track after I listened to it. Um, Right around the 11-minute mark, or or like the, actually, sorry, like 10-minute mark, this is one that has, like, like feels like it's got a a really big acoustic uh, atmosphere that has um, a lot of high-end reverberation. Uh, And I think that that leads into a little bit of optimism that was initially foiled on this 4NB song to be one that sounded like it was going to be a real black hole of a song. Um, As an EP, I think this is pretty solid. You know, it delivers a a couple different cool ideas that, um, you know, probably was recorded a long time ago. uh, If the credits are to be believed and I'm going to give this a 3.5. I'm going to say that this is, this is banned from the year-end list because it was not recorded this year or recorded <laughs> even recently. Fair. Um, probably recorded a long time ago, but released this year, and it's archival. Like, come on. This is just a cool little cool little cookie for the year that I'm glad I got to listen to. Um, yeah, this is pretty solid. Like, three, three 3.5. Like, this is a 30-minute EP. Uh, maybe not even that long. Uh, yeah, like 28 minutes. I don't know. Um, but I dig it. It's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it says it was recorded two thousand seven to two thousand eight, so uh, definitely very old. I can respect you uh, not putting it on the list because of that. Um, I am sold on this. Uh, I I have not, you know, I am kind of in the same situation where I haven't listened to too much Yellow Swans music. I've I've tried with some of the early stuff, but it, it's 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 difficult because you know a lot of the earlier stuff is just like here's some noise. It's like, well, okay, like fucking manic ticks. They put that's their second album from two thousand two. Uh eighty minutes of of noise, post industrial noise or whatever. So like ugh. Do I have any like solid reason to listen to that? No. Uh um it's it's one of the reasons I'm I'm rethinking uh my my listening philosophy or my rating philosophy uh for next year because I finally hit a thousand albums on RYM and I'm kinda like, well there's a lot of shit out there like do I need to listen to like the first 80 albums that somebody listened to just to get to like a, a Going Places type album that I know I love and that uh, I haven't listened to in a while. And I I know as soon as I listen to Opt Out again, it's like fucking going into another dimension, man. That shit just transports you. Um, i say listen. it's
1: worth it, man. You like it. You got to just find the environment to listen to it in.
0: Yeah, I do. I'm definitely going to re-listen to Going Places, but am I going to listen to fucking Da Yellow Swans from 2003? Do I want to listen no. to that? Like, nah, not really. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, not at all. Um, no, I don't blame you.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I, I will definitely at least, like, listen to this before the year ends. Um, if you're saying it's good Yellow Swans, uh, that is not just, like, mindless noise. That's... It's a good selling point. I feel like these guys at their peak are just, uh, very talented. Uh, that's that's the most I can say.
1: This is uh definitely worth at least one listen because it's short. Uh, yes. Is your last album over a three out of five?
0: Do you want me to spoil that? Because I no I'm, just,
1: I'm... Yes, just yes or no.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna go first then. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is. This is, uh, is an album that I have listened to. This was back in October, uh, released on October 6th. This is uh, by an artist called Mary Lattimore. Uh, Mary Lattimore is from North Carolina and is a solo harpist. Uh, Mary Lattimore is a, is a break-off from the Valerie Project, which I believe at some point was trying to be a whole band, and I'm guessing the band just broke up. They were a psychedelic folk band. And uh, they just decided no. They released one namesake uh, album, the Valerie Project, uh, by the Valerie Project. On that album, there is fucking thirty songs, and not a single one of them is called <laughs> the Valerie Project. Um, so Mary Lattimore is a somewhat respected, um, you know, modern harpist that has released a lot of works since 2016. Seems to be a. A real uptick in her uh, releases. Um, This is one that I think I might have just found either browsing ROM's front page or, because it's only got 519, probably the esoteric, Um, but I wanted to try and get out into a different, uh, try and get into a different style of listening. Um, The genres on here are ambient, neoclassical, new age, and electroacoustic. I would probably agree with that. I kind of like want to know what electro. What is
0: electroacoustic? Okay. <laughs> that's
1: like that's like seems like a mix of two genres, and it's not a real genre. I don't really know. Um, but anyway, I am uh, I am looking at some of the features. I did know from the first listen that song six, yesterday's parties, has the girl boss's very own Rachel Goswell is on Ooh. this album. Okay. Uh, made it made a slight feature at the very end. Uh, she does some really high, pi- like really high pitched, really uh, really like non distinct, really non descript vocals of just kind of humming along in the in the foreground. Like definitely a little louder than I otherwise would have thought. I'm like, who is this girl that's kind of like half moaning, half singing? Oh, it's Rachel Goswell. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um... I'm going to say that this album has, like, this is a very, like, half-and-half half album. I think half of this album is very beautiful-sounding, and this this made for some very, very, very good work, work music. Um, otherwise, some of the half music, I was just like, oh, this is very pleasant and elegant, but I'm not really getting interested in any of this. I will say Yesterday's Parties, Rachel Goswell, uh, that is one of the offenders. That is one song I'm just like, you know, this is a this is an okay song, but I'm not really interested, and in, I think it's just kind of playing on to play on. Um, some of the best pick working on here is on a Um That you can hear crystal clear. This is like window falling on or rain falling on a window pane, and a harpist in the background just plucking away. This is like this is like you hear the 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 harpist with like. Really long fingernails, like being able to control exactly where the the note starts, which is really satisfying. I, I really like that. Um, Horses glossy on a hill. That has a little combo with some electro, with electro uh, electric guitar, and uh, that kind of starts midway through. Um, kind of gets into a really cool duo um, of of like soft, of like a soft duo where you think like. In another world, this would be like a really hard duel between a harpist and an electric guitarist. But no, this one it's like they feed off each other, and it's and it's just really nice in the end. Um, I think music for applying shimmering eyeshadow. You know, you, you didn't have to release that. You could have just deleted it. You know, that's that's one song that I don't think added anything else that other songs didn't. Um, I think. And then he wrapped his wings around me. Um, that one I'm trying to remember like. Something I mean, if like you don't
0: remember table, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I remember enjoying it, but it just wasn't something that did a whole lot for me. But I think Ariva Deroshi and Horses Glossy on the Hill and were the were the two like real mainstays on here that that really made me feel something. Um, and Blender in a Blender again, that one had a, that one had some really good vocal work as well. Um, so more on the subtle side. Uh, on an album that otherwise, I think those are the only two songs, Blender and a Blender and Yesterday's Parties, that have any vocals. Um, but Blender is a lot more subdued, which is like really hard because you're like hitting the, the threshold of like, is this even here or not. Um, I enjoyed it. I uh, I enjoyed this overall. This was like really solid work listening music. Um, yeah, it's, this reminded me of the harp YouTube girl that, that was the pedal shill. Yeah, What's uh, your name? Oh man, oh, fuck! I don't know. She's a pedal shill. <laughs> Goddamn! No, I know
0: her name though. Uh... I'm looking. Oh at man, Emily Emily Hopson.
1: Pedal shill.
0: Emily something.
1: Emily Hopkins. Hopkins. There it is. Okay, all right. Second result, by the way. Uh, of course. I, I'm sending this as proof, uh, because I looked up. I looked up explicitly. Harp YouTube pedal shill. I'm surprised and, she's uh, not there first. She is. I, I don't know the pedal harp. That was the first one. Oh, okay. uh, maybe this is her second page or something. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, this is that's what I remind it reminded me of, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, this is a this is a solid listen. Like three out of five. You know, it, there is not something more three out of five than this. So that's why I asked if it was higher than three out of five. Nice, um, nice listen. Thirty nine minutes, maybe a bit long for something that's just a nice listen.
0: Uh, I mean that's that's fair enough. Um, I think it it fits the rating well enough. Uh, she this this Mary Lattimore she's she's uh contributed uh to projects by a few artists that we know about. Um, I've never listened to Kurt Vile. I don't know if you have, but she's been on a few Kurt Vile albums. I I felt like you listened to Meg Baird earlier this year uh but maybe that was just something that i th- again i thought i was going to listen to at some point because you haven't rated it uh on, she's been on a couple of her albums um uh, she's been on a more mother album uh she's been on a nothing album that one surprised me uh she's been on a soccer mommy album which is an artist i refuse to listen to based on the name and uh she's been on a Jeffrey Cantula Desma, uh I, I've said his name wrong, but she's been on one of his albums. Uh, so she, she's been on a Hop Along album. Um,
1: That's un- very unsurprising.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. Hop Along was one of the fi- first five I would have guessed, like, if she was appearing on it. Uh, okay. For me... For me, honestly, it's the 2023 work that she did with a uh, young Morpheus, ladies and gentlemen, young from when <laughs> the young Morpheus. I need to listen. No, I might to actually that listen actually to now.
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> the artwork's fucking dope, bro. You see this artwork?
1: East Coast hip hop, jazz rap, bro. I think I think we found the album for next week. <laughs> I love young this Morpheus. artwork, man.
0: It's got some fucking medieval soldiers on a horse, man. Like I take this.
1: I hope this is a four out of five. I hope this is like, actually really good. That would be awesome. Young Morpheus.
0: 40, it's, it's 49 minutes, and it's got a couple of people that I know have worked with Blue. So, um, okay. I'm, I'm going to check this out. This looks good. I'll listen to it. <laughs> 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 Fuck Mary Ladmore. I don't care about her actual album. Fuck Young Morpheus, man. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that one. <laughs>
1: Oh, the descriptor's lethargic deadpan mellow is the first three. Ah, shit. Uh, not looking good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh. this will probably be I'll give, it, I'll, give it, I'll give it four songs and if it's trash I'm not finishing it. Oh, one of
0: my friends listened to this and he thought it was decent. He gave it a three out of five. Okay.
1: We'll see. I'll ask him about we'll it. Yeah.
0: Alright. My last one for the day. Uh this is one that I actually I was I was tying your reputation to this album because This is a Polish jazz album uh, that you reviewed last show and uh, shamed me for not having listened to yet after I almost listened to it based on you posting it in the chat and then I just didn't have time for it, even though it's a a 40-minute album. Uh, This is by uh, an artist, a band named Sneaky Jesus. Uh, Great name, great name. And uh, they put out an album for uh chash tafed uh this came out on October fifth now you already asked me was this above a three out of five and i said yes uh i gotta say man uh I, I i had some thoughts uh I had some thoughts on the early tracks um you know there's the one that we talked about last week uh cru Krush- uh, I think, I think you just say that crew I don't know because Polish people like to put a bunch of letters in their words that don't actually mean anything. I thought French was bad about that, but fucking Polish, man, yeah. it's just, it's just letters on top of letters, man. And it's, it's probably just because of how we Romanize it. Maybe they mean something in Cyrillic. Maybe it like pops up there. I don't know. Um, I don't actually even know how Polish people like to use their alphabet. I, I fuck it, man. I don't know, but they make some damn good music. So I'll give them a shot. Um. Uh, like I said, we talked about Yak. It's got a few different, very distinct pieces to it. Uh, I am surprised at how well they fit together, especially when that really dubby bass comes in. I, I completely was not expecting that. And for something that should be jarring, it, it comes off as uh, surprisingly smooth. So I, I do really appreciate that. Uh, I'm really just going to refer to these tracks by like the uh, first word in them where I can find that because I don't want to embarrass myself too much. Uh, so Chinsky and I'm gonna go track by track here. Uh, that was, that was a, a pretty active track. Uh, it, it, it almost felt like, you know, the, the party song of the album, it, it was kind of funky in that way. And again, like I, I felt like they're, they're bringing in, you know, these, these different genres and it's working in ways that it shouldn't. Um, even as far as like you know the the Polish jazz that I've been exposed to, uh, they're they're surprising me with with how how willing they are to uh, take in elements of of non jazz and even like non specifically electronic genres. Uh, I I think they do it really well, uh, at least in those first two songs. Um, after that, it's and I didn't, I didn't talk about the first song here because it's like basically just an intro. So after that, it's Wuklotsy. W- um, and if anybody Polish is listening here, uh, don't bully me, please. Uh, I'm actually not sure how much I like what they get up to in the middle of that song. That's kind of one of those ones where they're playing with some transition or new style. And I don't, I don't know if it works as well as they intended it to, um, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like solid pieces to the song, but I just don't think those pieces really link up in a way that I find enjoyable to listen to. Uh, after that is Pieckno. Uh, we got a guest feature here from Maria Movko. She's playing flute, and it is not like what I was expecting of like a, a very avant-garde jazz flute kind of thing. Uh, it's very mellow. It's very subtle. And uh, I actually do really dig that too. I think it fits the vibe of the song and it's a nice little uh, break in maybe some of the more exciting pieces uh, or at least the the exciting longer pieces. And then there's uh, Hipo Chesney and I, uh, I got mixed opinions on that one because I do kind of appreciate the emptier feeling of that song. But that's kind of a point in the album where I'm starting to feel like, you know, they've, they've gone through a couple of slower songs here, and now there's like a nine-minute slower song. Uh, I wasn't upset with it, but it kind of left me with the feeling of like, all right, you know, they've been kind of mellow for a while here. Uh, they really got to deliver on this last song to, to get me to, to really be into this album. They fucking delivered, man. This yeah. Psu track. Yeah. Dog, that's that's some great song, man. Uh they got uh Masij, I guess that's the guitar player's name, Masij, uh Mashez, uh, on this like noise jazz guitar to start off the song. That is just the perfect way to start this off. And immediately my ears are like, okay, I am in tune with this. This is the song I'm listening to. This is kind of what I, I said I didn't have on uh I think it was the, the Costantini album where I'm like, eh, there's nothing that really kind of grabbed my ears and made me say like, okay, this is the song I'm listening to. Uh, Sneaky Jesus, they got me listening, man. They got this noise jazz guitar. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? I need to pay attention to this. Uh, after that, uh, my guy Jacob Carrick from EBS, guest feature on the trumpet, he fucking kills it, man. He, he absolutely delivered. Uh, he's somebody that I didn't even notice too much on that Ebs Meets Jalby album that I really loved earlier this year. I felt like maybe he was kind of a uh, second tier or or not, not second tier player, but he was somebody that was not like one of the primary musicians on that album. So I wasn't entirely sure of what I would get from him here. Uh, Very impressed, really happy with his feature here. Uh, And I did mention that uh, maybe the, the Polish jazz scene is a little small. I think I said that when, uh, we talked about the album the first time, uh, but no, it's because Eves are from Roehlau too. They're they're literally from the same city, so it's not like yeah. the scene is super small. It's just these guys are, are in the exact same city, uh, so that was cool to hear. I I really love what the drummer was doing on this track. Uh, his name is Philippe. Uh, there's there's a little section here where I swear he he gets into a bit of a blast beat, and I again, did not expect that at all, uh, I think the drumming on this album has to be the most difficult aspect of it, because, you know, it's 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 not easy, but it's, I guess not easy to execute, but easy to write, to do, like, this sort of, oh, this is an avant-garde jazz album, I'm gonna do a bunch of shit, and a bunch of different tempos, and a bunch of different fucking rhythms, oh, here I go, like, I get that, and I understand it, but I think an album like this that has more subtle moments, that gets into some slower moments, it can be hard to pair that with the intensity that you might expect from a jazz drummer, and I think he, he carries it extremely well. He shifts all these styles very well. Uh, without Philippe, this album does not work, uh, point blank. You know, everybody's impressive here, but and, and Ben on bass, you know, without those two, without that solid rhythm to, to guide everything this album just does not work and they really step their game up. They really, you know, anchor this project and, uh, it might go unnoticed, uh, if you're not listening to it, but when you do just strictly listen to those two, it's, it's really impressive how well they guide this and, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a great, great album. Um, like I said, I, kinda, I felt like they had to deliver on the ending track to really earn a, a great rating, and they absolutely did deliver on that ending track. So I'm going to agree with you here. I think this is a four out of five. I think this is one of the best albums I've listened to this year, and I've listened to it a few times, and I want to listen to it again. Uh, I'm really happy you put me onto this one, because this is just some great stuff, man. So yeah, Sneaky Jesus. Uh fucking album name uh 405 <laughs>
1: Dude, could you did would you expect anything less from the groove professor himself <laughs> <laughs> philip i should is a fucking god for this i love philip <laughs> i honestly do think the bass um it's it's tough for me to really appreciate a bass because it is always so hidden it, and I, and i'm trying to get better at that as a listener but Um, this is one that I think it's it's kind of like one where you feel that it is so good but you just can't put the you just can't put your tongue to it uh like why why is this so good and and Ben is Ben is just a deliverer of of actually great bass and I uh I think that structurally they they really hit what was laid out for them and yeah this is a solid four out of five I, I love this album this is a This is one that I I need to listen to more. I am glad that you did not have, what I was worrying on my end, at least on Monday, was that I was going to have a fucking dud week because (laughs) I did not listen to the harp album until uh, Tuesday. So I was coming into this with two, two out of fives, and I'm like, this is not great. (laughs) This does not (laughs) bode well. Um, But I'm very glad that you at least found something that was, or or at least found a couple things that, that you really enjoyed um yeah i love this this is certainly going to be uh going to be battling it out at the end of the year for me for me and probably for you so this is excellent
0: yeah it's it's an easy pick for top 10 right now i don't know how close it's going to be i mean probably i mean yeah top five even but i don't know how close it's going to be to that uh that top spot
1: yeah well uh I I don't have anything else. I was I knew I was going to be short on music cuz I fucking felt like I was duds, but I am uh, I got nothing else this week. This was a this was a standard nice get back week. Uh goodbye 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 November. Um, I'm probably going to have to start like doing some catch up. I might I'm not going to do it next week, but the week after I might fucking do the same thing to you and find some shit that you oh, rated fuck. highly and, and trash <laughs> one of your things. I fucking saw the Compergably album like, ah, oh, I'm cooked. It's over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, that's, that's kind of another thing I'm going to do for next week is, is go back through a couple of the other albums that you really liked this year. And, uh, it's a little bit harder for me cause I haven't rated most of them on the site because of my, my dumb method, but, um, uh, there's some, there's some worthwhile stuff in there. Uh, only other thing I do want to add, um, you know, last show I listened to that, that uh, Crossings 4 album, Ned Roth Ned or whatever, because Mary Halverson was on that, and that led me to go back and listen to Amaryllis again, and I have been stuck on that album for like the past couple of weeks, man. I've listened to it so many times. It's better than I remember. Uh, definitely go back and listen to that if you have some time, but also... Uh, Fucking Mary Halverson decided she's gonna drop album of the year in January next year because she's bringing the band back together for a new album called Cloudward, and damn. I'm incredibly hyped for that, man. I'm really hyped for that. So uh, if next year I I do kind of uh have that very early uh extremely high score uh that that's that's probably gonna be it. it. Um, I got high hopes. The first single, the first song, "The Gate," is streaming on SoundCloud. It's pretty damn good.
1: What is, um, how do you spell Amaryllis? Because I looked it up the same as the flower spelling, and I'm not finding anything.
0: It's it's the same spelling. It should be.
1: Fucking A-M-A-R-Y-L-L-I-S? Or am yeah. I just stupid?
0: Yeah, no, that's it. It's just, R-Y-M's search function is goddamn terrible.
1: I guess so, fuck. Uh, oh, well, I'll find it, but, uh, I, anyway... I linked it in
0: the chat, listen to it, fucking listen to it.
1: What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't get this shit at all. I only got the fucking artist names. Wow, trash. I it's not even in the top four like results for releases. This is trash. This is actually yeah. di- this is actually dog shit. Uh, I will listen to this. I have not listened to it yet. Listen so, to the uh, first
0: song. Listen, listen to the listen. first song as soon as the show ends.
1: Fine, I will. I will and I we gotta listen to <laughs> fucking Young Morpheus. Young Morpheus is on, <laughs> fifty minute album. That's not gonna take that's not gonna be so quick, but uh but anyway, uh, I think it's time It's time to call it. This is a. Uh, this has been the sub edition of the weekly flyby fuck you edition of the weekly drive by. Well, <laughs> we <need laughs> right? we and the bullets in the gun. One shot, one shot, one shot,
2: one shot. And the bullets in the gun, 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 and the
1: bullets in the gun. Fucking, I was. And the bullets Stop and the this. And stop it. And the stop the fucking soundtrack. you, you and did and six. And I was waiting for six and, and then the you and just kept and going. And, and then you bullets just kept going. And you just fucking stop and it. You do not have that many bullets, bullets, bullets to reload in your clip. And the bullets, you need to fucking stop it. And
2: the bullets. Bullshit. Cut you off. You fucking cut off, Jason L D.